Hello everyone, welcome back to the Boss Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick, you're listening to episode 30, Big 3-0. None of us are 30, right? Not yet. No? That's pretty rude to ask, we fella. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually No, 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 Steve, Steve, sorry, <laughs> let me clarify. I meant, I meant your weight. God, I wish. I'm, I'm 30 <laughs> metric tons. <laughs> when they say big fella, they mean me. <laughs> yeah, that is who they refer to. Um... I uh, I have a scratchy throat, but we'll see how we go. I am joined by full gang, full gang. Everyone's all here. Josh, how's, Steve, how's your throat scratch if it's got no fingers? I'm joined by Josh and Seth this week. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. That's scratch without fingers. Hey, everyone. Shut Hello. the fuck up, Steve. You're out. You're out this week. Go sit on it's the probably, sideline. You've been red carded. Play for the best. Be intent. <laughs> well, actually, actually, sorry, Steve. I didn't mean that. Come back. Tell us about how you broke your phone. <laughs> it begins. Well, okay, so. Big story, big story. So, um, so you know, you're in the elevator for work. You're yeah, yeah, that's, that's all cool. So how was Krispy Kreme? What'd you get? <laughs> I didn't go Krispy Kreme. Oh. It was literally yesterday. Go back to I the sideline. Fuck's sake. All right. I did. What I did um, take home a bunch of sweet treats from work, like all these cakes and stuff were let out. And I was like, can I have it? And my boss was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And I took it home. And that's how we made it to 30 metric tons. Good on you, Steve. Someone's good. God won't do all the eating. I'd like to see him try, though. No, so, so what, what happened? Um, you, you had one of them nice phones, right? <laughs> had one of those phones with absolutely no issues, those flip ones. Yeah, no, there was really cool, very good talking points. Um, maybe the life of every party. Um, but yeah, so I, I was putting on my coat in the elevator, um, and then I went to rest it on the elevator handle for whatever fucking god-awful reason. The two brain cells in my head <laughs> thought that was a good idea. Yeah, we're in uh, then gravity, drive. yeah, then gravity was like, nah, fan. Ground time. Ground town time. <laughs> that wouldn't and have been just, a far drop, though, right? Like, 30 centimeters? The railing's about, like, chest height. Um, oh, okay, that's actually quite high. Yeah, so it probably hit terminal velocities, hit the ground. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, here <laughs> we go. the sound barrier. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then what happens, like... So then I was in this weird thing where the top screen, the display worked. Well, not the not the top screen, but like where the hinge was was a clear divide of where it was fucked. So the top part of it, the display was like turned on, but the touch wasn't working. But on the bottom part, the touch was working, but there was no display. Um, and of course, because it's uh, 2022, I don't keep my wallet on me anymore. So I needed to turn really? on NFC, but I couldn't turn on NFC to buy my lunch or to go home on the train because the top screen didn't work. So I had to literally press buttons on the bottom screen until I got my banking app up and I could find the NFC button, well, the card button, so it would give me the prompt to turn on NFC, then i press the OK. Don't you have a smartwatch? Yeah, so the funny thing is, though, and you've got to pair them. You dropped that too? No, no, <laughs> no, not yet. It was attached to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course the watch goes to the phone, right? I strap it to my wrist. But no, I um, haven't set up. Um, Google Pay on my watch yet because I'm scared of somebody like scamming me and like uh, I don't know going out to me and holding my wrist down and like getting the thing ready and like I don't know scamming as opposed me to just taking way. your phone out of your pocket. That's, that's the screen. What do you mean? As up. opposed to picking yeah. your phone up off the floor? Yeah. <laughs> well, screen would have been fucked. Well, they're not going anywhere with that. They probably would have given me a tip to be like, "Sorry to hear that, big fella. All the best." A Linus tech tip? No, Stephen tech tip. You, you, think, you think of Linus' tech problems, he goes to Krispy Kreme? 
I don't know if Krispy Kreme's in America. He has Dunkin' Donuts. He's Canadian. But isn't he? Doesn't he live in America? I thought he lived in Canada. I don't know. Let's no get him on the show. And ask. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll drag him on. <laughs> if he's Canadian, he probably goes to Tim Hortons. Uh, Uncle probably. Tim's, yeah, choice. Um, yeah, so, but to, to long story short, phone fucked. I've got a new one coming. More stories. Actually, no. You know, what? I'm going to go on another rant. So because um, I used all two of my brain cells. Um, working so out how to turn the- did this? Why is he doing no, two I'm going, runs? I'm going. This was not- we, we didn't agree <laughs> no. on that. Well, why, too why are you, you asking get... me? You're the host. You, you can stop him at any you're time. You're the editor. I, we've <laughs> yeah, been doing this. this out, he doesn't yeah, want but it. when it's editing, the, I can do the, it the in people, post, not live. The people want this. So because I use all my IQ points, when I got home, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to transfer all my data. I'm going to have to transfer my data over. So I spent literally two hours with my partner's phone calling myself on her phone to see if I could share my screen so that on her phone I could touch the right thing to send my stuff somewhere. Um, it turns out if you go and like find my phone, you can do all that stuff remotely. So I wasted two hours of my life. I mean, uh, Josh charges six figures for that kind of tech support. You could have just asked him. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> good, good by my five figure salary for editing the podcast. <laughs> but- why get Josh to do it when I can do it myself for free and be very angry with myself for taking two hours? My favorite part is that if you asked me for like a quarter of a second, I would have been like plugging into your computer and use the Samsung app that lets you <laughs> no, display so, your screen. Um, because I usually have my phone plugged into the thing, I've, uh, I've disabled the Samsung Dex thing from going to my phone. <laughs> um, so really, it was you really a- like to make, make life hard for yourself, don't you? <laughs> I don't. He doesn't expect like- things to break in an elevator every day. That is man, I'm not expecting tech to break. Uh, that's like my entire should, career should have is just technology taken the stairs, breaks. Man, it's a sign from God to drop some of that thirty metric tons. I work on the nineteenth floor. I can't. I'm not. You're going downstairs, stairs. so it's okay. Well, if I fall over, I'll be rolling for a while. <laughs> Your phone might have survived that though. Yeah. Well, well my <laughs> phone's gone. To, my phone's gone to heaven now. I'm, I'm back at the the Galaxy S nine plus. Um, the battery lasts about like twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah, but I've got, I've got another phone in the way, and that'll be for um next week's story. On the bright side, the S9 Plus wasn't the one that exploded. <laughs> so yeah. that was like yeah, you're so slightly better than other Looking models. forward to yeah being able to take it on a plane and not being put in the uh, in the the special search line. Guys, come on! Yeah, you just guys. said that the battery only lasts twenty seconds. It's not living long enough to be a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I turn it on, it's like okay, cool, I'm soft now. Yeah, I've got a new phone coming. <laughs> Um, I'll report you next week, but thanks for listening to my Stephen talk. So I, I kind of have a phone adjacent story. Um, I got a scam call earlier today while I was at work. Sorry about that. Did you go well, to Christmas? I, I, I won't call again. Yeah. Don't care, didn't ask. <laughs> I'm, glad to say, I'm glad Steve said that because now it gives me permission to actually talk about it. So I, I just got this random scam call saying that they were with the NBN today and I was I, I was like, okay, I know this is a scam. I know that it's uh, going to fuck, fuck up. So I'm going to um, try and mess with them. So hopefully it gets me taken off their caller ID numbers. So I'm just going, sitting through the motions going, look, I know this is a scam call. I can hear people behind you. I, if I get the police involved, they'll start investigating because they know you're not in Australia like you told me you, you are. And he ends up admitting, yeah, I know this is illegal. I know it's a scam. And I'm like, so... You think it's good to, to take people's money like this? And he's like, yeah, it's my duty to do this. It's a bit like that Reply All episode they did on, um, they followed a scammer and they pretty much had a very similar line. It's like, oh, well, yeah, money. I, 
<laughs> yeah, it's like there was that sound. It, it was like a stifled, co- a stifled laugh. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it it just absolutely floored me that uh, his reply to I scam people because it's my duty, and I just had no response to that. I had to kind of collect myself to continue the phone call. I want to give a very quick shout out actually in relation to this, and you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it either. I think I sent it to Patrick, but there's a YouTube uh, channel called uh, by a guy named Mark Ro- Robber, Robber, uh, something along those lines. And the title, the channel is his watch name. Mark Rober if you haven't. He's a pretty small channel. He's got like 20 million subs. It's, yeah, he's a pretty massive channel, but he does this very particular thing that he did every year of like basically made like this glitter bomb package with phones that record people that like steal packages off porches. And the last two years, there was one that basically um, it got sent to a like a phone scamming like headquarters thing in like India somewhere. Um, and like, he just, he just fucks with these people, like releasing cockroaches and like a whole bunch of different stuff, like farts, brain, everything. Absolutely hilarious. So fucking funny. Highly recommend. And he's like, like he got like the police and stuff like involved and got an entire call center shut down. So pretty cool stuff. I mean, that, that has like the happy ending. You could also just do the, the, like, you you could take the happy haha troll angle where, um, Kit Boga, uh, different YouTube channel, uh, it's actually kind of cool watching him grow because I used to watch him back when he was a lot smaller than he is now. But he, <laughs> he, he, literally, <laughs> he literally just fucks with people. Like he just, he strings people along with like voice modulators. He streams it all to Twitch. And so oh, I know who you're talking his, about. All of his um, time split uh, goals are just how long he keeps a scammer on the line for. It's excellent. Amazing. Uh, there, was, there was one he did, Sammy, recently where he kept, um, he kept someone on like over the course of multiple days. And Kip Boger isn't an idiot, right? He he went and he um he coded <clears throat> an entire fake banking website just so that he could like play with um redeeming Google Play cards and transferring large amounts of money into like different fake accounts and stuff. Literally just to fuck with scammers. It's amazing. Yeah, I've also uh, every now and then I watch uh, Scam Bader on YouTube and he does similar things and he like it as he's on the call with them he'll um uh get their um. Uh, a screen sharing software like the what they use to um like connect to your computer reverse tunnel it yeah he'll reverse it and then like turn on their webcams to scare the shit out of them or he'll just yeah. like mm. uh start trying to shut down their entire network it's all good stuff the question is when you're in an indian call uh, call center and your entire infrastructure has been taken out by an american youtuber do you go to Krispy cream does that count as like a like a, a phone repair issue or i think it counts i just I just really want to emphasize the the sentence, your whole infrastructure has been taken out by an American YouTuber. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> which, okay. which part's the funny part, the American or the YouTuber? Honestly, just all of it put together. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if the CIA happened to start a YouTube channel, then, <laughs> then there'd be a lot of infrastructure that goes down due to American YouTubers. Anyway. That. Getting nice and off topic as we usually do. And to round the lounge we go. Uh what uh, what what's what's people's week week's been like? Uh Josh, an album for us. What have you got? I got nothing, man. We took it off the list because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, well, thought there might have been something kicking around in there. Never mind. That that was my mistake for having faith in you. Won't happen again. Seth, what's your week looking like? Uh I watched Multiverse of Madness again because Steve went and watched it. I was like I'm going to turn this episode into a spoiler cast, and then he shut me down. So uh, besides it's watching it twice, that, that's the spoiler cast. It's just shoot movie. Uh, besides that, I played a little bit of Dragon's Dogma, so um, I can give some early impressions on that a little uh, a little later. 
Didn't it come out forever? How was it an early impression? <laughs> My early impressions of playing it for two hours. <laughs> Josh. Josh, you and long-time listeners of Fast Travel Lounge know that when we review a game recently, chances are good that it came out more than five years ago. <laughs> In fact, Dragon's Dogma is 10 years old. Like, I think the only games we've released like that are vaguely close to their release schedule are like Pokemon games and Forza. <laughs> and that's like and Elden Ring. Don't forget Elden Ring. Oh yeah, Elden They're Ring. Yeah, except that. you were playing it like two months after. Hey, not, hey, not I, got to I don't know. We're still kind of waiting on a Pokemon discussion to come out. Well, no, but we talked about uh, Diamond and Pearl. I mean, we, we also we also have we also have Rise in there. Uh, oh yeah, Rise Rise counts, which releases tomorrow at time of recording. The oh, not sorry, recording some break, some break, not Rise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stroke. No, some break, some break. Not 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 to mention we uh we I think we were I think we were one of the first podcasts to cover the the absolutely massive market shattering title that was Mario Strikers Battle League. I still haven't gone back to that game. It's, well, it's, there you go. You can give us your impressions on that, seeing as there's no album. That's fine. Um, Steve, what have you been up to this week? Man, what haven't I been up to? Um, he broke a phone. That's why he's been up to. <laughs> not, not dropping your phone? Just crying. Uh, so I've been playing No More <laughs> well, Heroes. My week. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing No More Heroes and I finished that. Um, and I played a, the ROM hack Pokemon Xenoverse. Um, plus I watched Marvel Multiverse on, of Madness. It's on Disney Plus now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is, is, is it worth watching? It. Very, very quickly, is it worth watching even for quote unquote free on a subscription service? No. <laughs> oh, all right. We look I, forward to that. Then. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm like, I'm usually a sucker for those Marvel movies. Didn't like it. Um, I think it's a pretty fun movie. You know what? I want Josh to watch it just to like watch him see how that scene in the movie. Um, there's, probably, there's that scene in the new Batman movie where it's like the Riddler screeching for about like. 40 seconds. That's such a good scene. What? It's not a good <laughs> scene. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and, he, and he yells, <clears throat> fuck, and he yells, it's riddling time right at the end. It sounds like a freaking 4chan green, green text. What the heck? It is. Multiverse yeah. is a little over two hours, by the way, Josh. Oh, I'm not spending two hours of my time watching that. Yeah, it gets worse. I guess. The more you do it. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so that's, 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 that's my week. That's my week. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add, Josh? Um, not particularly. I can talk uh, very briefly about Final Fantasy X. Uh, a game that came out over 20 years ago. <laughs> Otherwise, hey, they, did uh, HD, no. they did those HD remaster things. They did, but that still that came out years a very ago. long time ago. Yeah, yeah that was like that. nine or ten years ago. It's not even HD. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what have you been up to, Pat? It's not even a What's 4K our, remaster. What's well, our lovely host been up to? I, uh, I haven't been, been work, but I figure now is as good a week as I need to talk about Deathloop, which I finished about two weeks ago now, but there's just been other stuff to talk about. So I'll probably get my thoughts on Deathloop. And, you know, comparative to the rest of the week, uh, it's actually a recent game. So <laughs> joke's on you guys. Speaking of recent games, didn't you finish Limbo last week? After we a recommendation? Well, well, I finished on. it last week. Oh, right, yeah. yes. And then Pat went and played it afterwards. Uh -huh. I still haven't heard Stephen's impressions yet, so... Yeah, I'm kidding. Well, Maybe you should listen to the podcast, big fella. Yeah, it's not exactly. out yet. Good is it out yet? <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah. All right, I'll listen to it. I released uh, it yesterday night. Oh, well, fuck it. Last you've night. I'm sorry, hours, I haven't man. listened to it yet. This hey, guy, hey, uh, not our number Seth, one fan. Seth, yes. between you and I, if, if you're editing podcasts and not even the host is listening to them, are you really worth the five-figure salary? Yes. My dude, I've spent yes. my entire day resigning from jobs and getting a different job. You can get me some slack. 
<laughs> as if he's got like more than one job to resign. As oh, I've got so many jobs in this economy, better resign from them all. Listen, got too much money. The, the great the resignation is to, just Josh. Listen, the bank's turning to charge me interest. Patrick, I, I'm the uh, the immigrant your your media warned you about hoarding all your jobs. Patrick, listen, it's that good. He doesn't need to listen to it. That's why I deserve the money. Oh, I mean, it does have limbo in it, so it's an instant ten. How low can you go? I said it last week as well. Yeah, yeah. It no, just makes me think still, of Hermes from Futurama. Thank you. <laughs> still not any better the second week. Um, right, yeah, and I did, and I did finish Limbo. Um, cool. Well, I guess we have a fair bit to discuss. Um, I might as well open with Limbo. Played it. It's all right. Just, uh, played it late, so I guess six out of ten. Stephen, don't oh, say wow. Stephen, don't say anything because that means that Josh has to go and listen to the podcast. Oh my, holy shit, I can't believe it. This is the- No, 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 no. I gave it a 6 out of 9. Nice. It's a 5 yeah, out of 7 really, for me. I really don't have a huge amount more to, to add to it. I, I will say that I'm, uh, I want to go back and kick younger me for getting stuck on- I actually- I'm pretty sure it was the, it was the, the spider or the raft bit, but- Spider's like the start of the game, what do you mean? Th thank you, Josh. Yeah, aware of that. Um, <laughs> Didn't have any issues this time. Uh, only only got stuck in uh, one place where I knew what I had to do, and I thought I did it, and it didn't work. So I had to double check with a guy because I couldn't be bothered um, spending any more time on it. And turns out I did do it right. I just didn't wait long enough to check the results. But would yeah, you it's, like it's to it's thank Microsoft fine. for your Azure certs that have clearly contributed to your victory this time over Limbo? Uh, I was going to say weird flex, but the flex is on me. Uh, <laughs> You're you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I I'm slowly assembling the Infinity Gauntlet, known as my my LinkedIn profile. Doesn't um, that only have like five stones though? How many have you got now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Too many. Uh, I I. I think it's around 15 exams, and I think it's probably Holy around shit. 11 certifications. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got two gauntlets and one gem spare. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got two gauntlets, and Vision is just following <laughs> me around, ready to have the ready to have the the Mind Stone peeled out of his forehead. I like the vision that you've got two gloves, and now you're working on the Balenciagas. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh what my you, god! What do you mean, bro? The, the, the next gem's going into my Prince Albert. Oh, alright. Call it. Alright, I'm calling it. Back to video games. Back to video games. You gotta games. get girth somehow, huh? <laughs> uh, and that's a 10. Um, yeah, I really Jesus. don't know how we got here. Uh, uh, why, don't we, why don't we throw it back to, to Seth, Dragon's Dogma. How's, how's that been? What's it like living 10 years ago? It was a simpler time, right? Harambe was still alive. Life was looking good. God. Really is the start of the of the end. Sorry, go on, Seth. The darkest timeline really is. Yeah. So, Dragon's Dogma. Um, since the sequel's announced, I felt it's finally time I go and crack this open. And the beginning of the game is a bit rough. It's a super janky game, but also super lovable. Um, I'm really enjoying the combat system. It's kind of um. Uh, the only thing I wish it had was a lock on button because it's really loose and you just kind of like flail around it trying to make sure that you hit everything but you've got like a wide enough reach on all your swings that it doesn't really matter um you you manage to hit uh enemies pretty consistently and pretty well um once i got um to the first encampment area i started being able to unlock um pause combos which is just like an ace as well for me um 
it gives more a little bit more variety to the combats than just mash it, uh, mash the attack button over and over again. Um, the one thing that I really do like is that um, it has this system where you can um, uh, you can grab the enemies, uh, big monsters. You'll like grab onto them and start climbing around. Uh, my first, <laughs> the first death that you have to take against um, the dragon you fight at the very beginning of the game. I died because I grabbed onto its leg trying to climb up it. It flung it flung me up, and then I tried to land onto its back, but instead I just ate shit and landed right on the floor, and it, I died from fall damage. Eat shit, yeah, that's such a good mechanic that they did. Like, you can climb like anything. It is. Um, it's it yeah. works super jankly, but it's so fun at the same time. There's like, as you probably go further in, there's like there is. Like, because I've played it, like, seven or eight years ago now. It does get, like, a... On release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not on release, a bit later. Um, there are, like, big enemies. Once it comes that... out of beta. Yeah, we get, we get you. We yeah. get you. Um, there, the are, like, big, there are, like, big enemies that are smaller than dragons. That's, like, it works really good on. What I'm more interested in, and I'm, uh, I already know the answer because I uh, say that I know you quite well. So in Dragon's Dogma, you can create your own character and you can get like a, a pawn, which is sort of like an AI controlled character that is um, created by someone else. Yes. What does your character look like and what does your pawn character look like, Seth? It's got to be a harem, right? I have gone for the full harem, yes. Not in the traditional sense. So I made a big buff mum uh, anime milf. Um, with with the dead mum haircut, like the Can you imagine trying to explain this sentence like ten years ago. <laughs> it, it, she's she's got the ponytail that goes over the shoulder, so you you know she's going to die, and we get we get that out of the way very early because as soon as you die to the dragon, it rips your heart out. I just, just picture like Seth and Seth from ten years ago just high fiving over his character select screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first the permanent pawn I made is uh, my character's uh, goth daughter. Oh fuck you, fucking hell, man! <laughs> and- it's order and it's a harem. Good God! I'm, I'm so glad that that forever immortalized will be the line. The other porn I made is the goth daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I said it's kind of a harem, but not really, because I decided to go. If I'm going to be a big, strong anime milf, I'm going to just um take all my daughters around on this D and D journey. And so I got the I got the goth daughter, and I just went online and grabbed a couple of other uh, random girl characters. What it must be like to live in your head. So, <laughs> it's pretty I was fun. So, I, I was so worried you were going to say like uh, a borderline lollicon or something and I was going to have to like call the police. <laughs> no, I was, like, no, I was so I rejected, fucking worried. I rejected all the little girls. I'm sure you did, big fella. I'm That's sure so you big did. of you, sir. Well done. Clearly <laughs> so this man is not a professional <laughs> Smash player. That, <laughs> so, so, something that almost made me break this rule though was that... um. Someone made it. Whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up. I'm getting I'm getting a message from Seth in the future. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this this has nothing to do with little girls. This has something to do with uh, the porn system. So uh the thing that was <laughs> What a fucking sentence I'm calling it. <laughs> the thing that almost made me break the rule of having an all female party was that I found Adolf Hitler. Jesus. <laughs> Bro, what do you mean almost? Where was the line? I was like, I really don't want Adolf Hitler on my party, but at the same time, this is kind of funny. <laughs> Jesus, man, the, the jokes write themselves, don't they? <laughs> do I want big titty goth GF or Hitler? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All you Don't need worry, is I, I only, I only picked this. Hitler because picking the little girl would have been questionable. 
To to be fair, Stephen, my goth daughter does not have big titties. They're quite moderate. Let's move on. I don't even want to be a part of it. I feel dirty just listening to this. Should I get back to the actual game now that I'm done, like, making Stephen regret his life choices? That is making me regret my life choices, and I've known you since like 15 years ago. What the fuck, bro? You you, you knew him when this when this first came out. You could have stopped this. <laughs> I could have. He he wasn't strong enough to stop me. <laughs> so, uh, Stephen, I gotta ask if you did this uh, when you first played the game. The first thing I did by accident was uh, when I get control of my character for the first time was I accidentally picked up um, the girl that uh, helps you get into your house and I threw her off a cliff and I instantly had to reload the game. Uh, I'll be honest you fucking Mario 64 that penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's a reference that we all look back on and bring out in therapy. Fuck that penguin, but unironically. <laughs> um, I've, gone, I've actually gone to a point now where instead of um, gorilla carrying everyone, I throw, put them into ne- uh, full Nelsons. So um, I just saw this random NPC walking around. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep Nelson grabbing him and kicking, kicking him until I take him off a cliff and into the ocean. And then Rey Mysterio <laughs> comes out and fucking RKO's Hitler. Like, <laughs> that but I don't fucking... There are... There are a few things wrong in that sentence. Oh, I know there is. Specifically, Rey Mysterio doing an RKO. Doing an RKO. Yeah. He does a 619. Thank you very much. I know he does. But the the, the more incorrect I could make it sound, the closer it was to you actually speaking. The higher up up my nose I want to push my glasses, the more I hate myself. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. But yeah, um... I'm still pretty early into the game. I've just gotten to Grand Soren, which is the first major city. And now I've gone to the point where I can change my class. I've been playing as a fighter this entire time, but now I can change to a different sort of mage or an archer or a, like a fighting mage if I wanted to. So there's options I can do. Um, what's interesting to me, though, is that I'm kind of getting a little peek at the um, Final Fantasy 16 combat system in this because um, you get... Um, uh, the way the combat works is that you've got um your square and triangle buttons on PlayStation controller. They're all um at your your light and heavy attack. Uh, circle was I forget what circle does in combat. Um, X is your jump, and then you hold the triggers to do uh to do different things. So your LT trigger is all your defensive options, and your RT trigger is all your um or your attacking options. And they're pretty interesting and fun to utilize because like one of my favorite attacks at the moment is um, as a fighter, I can um, hold RT and then press one of the attacks and I'll just stab the sword into someone and just start twisting the sword inside them to do extra little bits of dot damage. And that's been pretty fun to mess around with. Uh, with the shield, I can also set up um, at an ability so that I can throw my pawns into the air and they can do aerial attacks uh, on enemies or like try to mount things after jumping off my shield. So there's a lot of um different s- small systems going on in the combat system that are quite fun to mess around with. Neat. Yeah, I've um I've got it installed on my Xbox. Will I play it soon? Probably not, but I'll get there. <coughs> the last thing I'll mention though is um. Uh, quick travel was a bit of a headache to get my head around. Um, I didn't realize that it was an item in the game. I kind yeah, of expect- shit. Yeah, I kind of expected it to just be a open up the map and travel somewhere. 
but no, you have to uh, go into your inventory, um, use the item, and then select where you want to travel. And that's the bits. Eh. It, hopefully they improve that in the ARM sequel. It does have a certain charm about it, but it is very old. I don't know, maybe they'll right. just patch it in an update. It's still getting, you know, it's only been 10 years. Sure, they could update it. I don't know. It seems like they abandoned the first game quite a long time ago after they made the MMO that got shut down. Oh, yeah. Seems like they abandoned the, the first game a long time ago after they saw what degenerates like you did with the character select. I wasn't the one that made Adolf Hitler. Can we move on? That was a sentence. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. I don't think uh, I'm moving on. I need to speak to the therapist. <laughs> Any, anything more to add, sir? No, that, that's all. Um, it's been pretty. It's been pretty fun so far, but also a super janky game. I'm not sure if it's for a lot of people, but it's very much a game for me. Out of ten. Out of ten so far, I'm giving it an eight. Noise. All right. Thank you for that, Seth. Um, Josh, your thoughts on playing Mario Strikers for all of one minute? Uh, I played for a couple of hours. Um, but honestly, I don't really have any thoughts other than it's just bad. Christ. Like it's. Christ. It's just not. It's just not fun. Like, it's really not. Like, everything takes forever. The AI blatantly cheats, like you said. The, the cutscenes are repetitive. Like, it, it's, it's, just, it's just not fun. Like, nothing about it is, is fun. The controls don't feel fluid. Uh, the, okay, the, the art of them, and like the first time you watch them do, what was the hyper attack that they used? Hyper what was that called? It was, called, it was literally called hyper strike. Okay. But that, that was kind of cool the first time you see it, and then never again. I don't know. That that's that's basically all I really had on it. To be honest, it just it wasn't a fun game, and I wish I could refund it. Did you beat him, Pat? Did you flog Josh? Is that why uh, he's so angry at it? Well, I'm not I even mean, angry at it. I'm just disappointed in it. Oh wait, you meant in the game? Oh yeah, uh, no, no, in real no. life, you just kind of to beat the shit out of him. That's what I mean. <laughs> not yet. Sorry, that's a bit <laughs> of an awkward pause. I think. Yeah. I, I think uh, I we got afraid. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Pat, Patrick doesn't want to be um incriminated live on podcast. No. No, that'll be a spoiler cast episode. Um, <clears throat> right, thank <laughs> yeah, you for it. that, Josh. Uh, quick lightning round of a fucking round the lounge topic, but that's cool. Um, I guess uh, I actually do kind of want to see where people are at with um, Multiverse of Madness, specifically why Seth is wrong about it, so we'll get to that in a sec. But first of all, uh, why don't we hear from Steve about what the fuck Pokemon Xenoverse is? Okay, yeah, cool. Um... Oh, so a lot to unpack with this game. Um, so Pokemon First Xenoverse. First of all, I gotta ask, why is it just ripping off the Dragon Ball game's name? I don't know, man. They, they still fuck. Every time I'd like type in like Xenoverse Pokedex, I just get a fucking bunch of fucking bullshit Dragon Ball Z shit. Yeah, um, the game's game. still living, by the way. They're yeah, still I mean, updating we did, Xenoverse Two is yeah. Yeah, they're bringing out more characters for it as well. It boggles the mind. It's boggles about a dead fucking game. Fucking great game. That's why. Yeah, it's, but it's a, it's pretty. It's been shit. ten years. It's yeah. a great game. What do you, it's one of the better Dragon Ball Z games that's come out in the last, like, ten years. Ah, uh, no, it controlled pretty loose and shittily to me. <laughs> anyway, so Pokemon Xenoverse is a um, fan-made Pokemon ROM hack. Um, it started off as an Italian ROM hack, which is wild. Um, I always forget that there are... Other um, countries. Other, sort of, other countries, but you don't really see... Well, maybe because I only get English results, but you don't really sort of see these big ROM hack projects sort of done in other languages. Like, this is literally fully fleshed out. It was literally made in Italian first, and it came to... It was, like, translated officially in English, I think, at the start you of this year. That there's quite a lot of them that are just Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that sort, of, that, that sort of probably makes a bit more sense. 
Um, but like an Italian was just sort of one of those things. So it's like, oh, okay, that's a bit, bit left field. But yeah, but anyway, it is what it is, and it's still pretty cool. Um, and I think like officially, it's just called Xenoverse. <laughs> um, it's because there's no like Pokemon branding on it because ROM hacks always are on that very fine line of, uh, especially with Nintendo IP. It's like, no, well, fuck you, it's getting shut down. Please do not donate to us. Don't talk about it until it's done. And then when you release it, it's too late for Nintendo to do anything. Yeah, and when we are done, uh, give us money, but don't say it's for this, Um, which is quite funny. But anyway, so it's, it's, you can sort of tell it's made in like RPG Maker. It does have a lot of those sort of elements, but it does have, I think it's the Gen 5 battle mechanics. And they've also brought in like, yeah, it does. It it does have like the sprite thing, the sprites that move in battle as well. Um, it does have fairy type as well. They brought over like the mechanics from um, Gen Six and Gen Seven through that. And so it's also d- describe describe what you mean though. So like some ROM hacks, uh, they introduce completely new Pokemon or they rejig old Pokemon. Like what what is Xenoverse actually doing as the ROM hack? Uh, so it does introduce new Pokemon. It introduces a sound type, um, and it does sort it of. It's pretty cool. Uh, I hate the fucking sound type. To be honest, like doesn't need to be done. It just complicates things. I mean, it sort of does like retcon a couple of other I don't like change. <laughs> Old man yells at Cloud. Yeah, so it like changes things. So like, um, like uh, Noivern becomes a dragon sound. The Wisma, Loudred Explode Lightning becomes sound. Litlio and Pyro becomes fire sound types, et cetera, et cetera. There's a couple of other ones that you can probably guess yourself. It does introduce some new Pokemon. The variation in the Pokemon that it introduces, like a Fakemon, a pretty... Average, to be honest. Um, and it does that, and it also does X Pokemon, which are, like, uh, different forms for Pokemon we know, know and love. Like, there's a, there's a cool uh, Roserade X that's, like, a sound poison type that looks really cool. There's uh, the Electabuzz line gets a, a cool sort of becomes, like, a fire electric type. Um, there's, there's, like, two Pikachus, two Pikachu Xs, and then... There's one Raichu X as well. But that's sort of different because it's. But there's nothing for Y. What is this? Yeah, well, well but it, and that's the whole thing. Like it, it does sort of seem like it is like Pokemon X, but no, it's not. It's because the these Pokemon are from the Xenoverse, which is like a whole parallel universe type of bullshit. So they're called oh, Pokemon so they're X. Hyper Beasts, basically. Ultra Beast yeah. color. Um, oh, better luck next time. <laughs> but essentially, yes. Like, and it's sort of spin off like the where these X Pokemon come from. It's like a shitty world and it's sucking the life force out and your dad's gone missing and you go to go find it, that, that whole classic thing. But at the same time, collect eight gym badges. Um, it does sort of do a bit things like the starter Pokemon you get don't evolve traditionally. They, it evolves when holding an item after certain story beats. That's an interesting change. It is mm-hmm. a very interesting change. So you can't really like, but it, it sort of, reduces the meta so if your starter pokemon isn't holding this item it doesn't evolve and it's just got shit stats forever but i sort of enjoyed it and when it does happen those sort of story events do occur and it's like oh shit my pokemon's evolving into a different form that's pretty cool i did really enjoy it i yeah i really enjoy this rom hack it does have a like a, a shitty sort of like uh leveling curve like, I, it starts off, I think, is when you're at the third or the fourth gym leader. Like, all the trainers you've hit before that are around, like, 25, 30. But her Pokemon are, like, level 36. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, no matter how, like, I fought, I fight every trainer that I pretty much see. 
I catch every Pokemon I find that I haven't caught before and I'm still so underleveled that I'm getting pumped Then I have to grind and the nearest wild grass, the grass is wild Pokemon in it only has Pokemon that are between like the levels 20 to 25. So it takes me fucking ages to grind. And then the Elite Four was, well, the Elite Four, there are Cardinal, the four Cardinals, whatever. They start off at like level 60, but then the champion has like level 70 Pokemon. But to grind in the Elite Four, the Pokemon are only between the levels of like 40 to 45. And I had to make like a team change because one of my Pokemon was actually pretty shit. Um, and I was getting nowhere. And that grind just took so fucking long. It's, it sort of like lets the game down and it really breaks the pace. Right. Um, yeah. Like if there was some sort of like trainer rematching mechanic or something to sort of help with that grind, it'd be a lot better. Um, but no, like, the, and when you, it, it's not like as if the, the other trainers are like EV trained or something. It's just, they're literally 10 levels like higher than everything else. And it's just sort of a bit unfair. Um, Isn't this the yeah, one that also has quest mechanics? No, no, there are no quest mechanics. Uh, you're, you're thinking of Phoenix Rising, which is another good one. Oh, um, no, not, not that one. There's another one, that, anyway, that is, it does have quests. Is this the one that then, um, if it's not the quest one, is this the one where you, you start off in, is it your, your dad? Your dad's gone missing and then your rival and you are like, oh, no, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a different one. Don't worry, don't worry, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it was Pokemon Rom Hacks or a dime a dozen. Yeah, there's a million <laughs> um, of them. Yeah, they, it's, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. There are a couple of... Like I said, the balancing issues, there is also some translation problems as well. Like some uh, trainers, like you'll beat them in battle and it'll come up with some Italian sort of uh, whatever they were supposed to say. And it's like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. It's sort of speaking. You can no longer play as Luigi. No, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's no longer spaghetti, spaghetti, meatball, pizza <laughs> type of um, generic racism. Another thing I think it did fantastically and I've never seen it. And I was like, it's such a good idea. So one of the gym leaders is a musician and there's a bunch of puzzles in his gym. But the solution to the puzzles, it tells you early on is like, oh, scan the QR code to go to his Instagram page. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to scan this QR code to see what actually happens. And it does take you to his, like, he's, they've actually made an Instagram page for it. Oh, I That's see. Cool. Like, as the musician. Like his gym, yeah. That's yeah, actually like it, cool. And it, and it has, like, the solution to the puzzles of, like, how you, how you can, like, sort of get through the... The no, crowd, because really you got to push through the crowd to get with him, because it's like he's doing it. That's gig. also such an easy way to farm sponsored Instagram content. Yeah, or I looked at the thing; it's only got like a hundred followers or something. It's not that much. <laughs> I don't think they're getting any ad revenue for it. But I thought that was just so interesting. Yeah, um, like and they sort of did. Kind of, they create. They curated like eight or nine posts to make it, um, like a a real sort of Instagram thing. I thought it was so interesting and so good um no uh so it's it's, this is gonna be like a weird thing to say on the podcast but the actual account is at wallace daddy um (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah and it sort of does give him a bit more like a a a bit more of a backstory and i I really sort of like that integration with like and i I haven't seen it with like other video games they probably do exist i just haven't heard of them but i thought it was really cool and really cool so, do you um, go into the Xenoverse? Yes. Okay, that makes sense, because the, the tagline for this is per aspera ad astra, which means uh, through hardships to the stars. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of got like another theme throughout, like, uh, your dad's sort of, um, that's his theme, that's he, that university or something. It is pretty good. I'm surprised by that Instagram handle, by the way, because I don't think Wallace would ever consider himself a daddy. 
Well, it's it's not Jim Leader Wallace like in Hoenn or Champion Wallace. It's a different character. But you know, I, I really enjoyed this ROM hack. I, uh, if you're sort of like burnt out from the gen- generic uh, Pokemon formula, or you're sort of uh, wanting a bit different, like some of the Fakemon are pretty a bit. Mm, this isn't this isn't a good design at all. This is pretty shit. Yeah, Fakemon, um, I usually have that problem. Yeah, P- but people can't think- design Pokemon for shit. Yeah, but yeah, Pokemon did you see Reggie is- Lucky? Terrible Fakemon design. Yeah. When do you hear about so this is horse Pokemon, right? And it sort of sits on top of this thing with a big head. <laughs> yeah. Literally two Pokemon motherfucker. Now um, there's this know, Pokemon called Palty Geist. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. No, that's it's a really a- good one. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's Which Pult- one did you say, sorry? Palty Geist is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Palty Geist is great. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so I, I, okay, I the I only really- bad thing about Palty Geist, just quickly, is the fact that some of them are fake and some of them are genuine. Oh no, I just that's I really cool. That, that's artificial frustrating. Bullshit. Yeah, that's and you get a shiny real one. That's whole, absolutely fucking horse shit. That's literally yeah. a scam with all the marks and whatever they're doing now. But anyway, <laughs> that's a fucking rant for another time. Yeah, but I really enjoy this sort of Pokemon's universe. If you are, that's why I just stuff a gat- ghastly into a teapot. You can say Gatling for some reason, like Gatling gun. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I um, uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I check it out if you're people interested. Maybe um, check like the the fandom wiki to see what the Pokedex looks like and see if you're any interested in any of the Pokemon, but I had a good time with it. I had a good time with it. Uh, all up, how, how long would you say it was? I mean, obviously you said you had to grind more than other Pokemon games, but like, was it as long with the grind? No, uh, oh, I think it was a bit longer. A bit longer than what you were expected. Like some of the, sto- the, the story does go for a bit longer. And there's, there's a bunch of post-game stuff that I'm not going to do because it's just collecting um, legendary. There's also DLC. Stuff. Then there is DLC. I, I, I was about to like, like fucking troll ask if there was DLC. Yeah, there literally but it, but it's is, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like free DLC. It just comes. Is in there updates. a Battle Frontier? Uh, it, no. There's like a release schedule, but I don't know about Battle Frontier. Yeah, no, there, there's no uh, Battle Frontier. There's like sort of there is like a battle facility thing you can go to, but yeah, it, it does have some quality of life improvements. Like you can track EVs and IVs, and if you really wanted to, I guess you could. Um, but no, I I, I enjoyed it. If you Wanting something new on the Pokemon spin and check it out. Pokemon Xenoverse. It isn't able to be played on phones though because it is its own standalone prog- pro- program. Uh, technically, and- it can be. Uh, you can oh, emulate yeah, it. If, you, if you fuck around with it, but uh, yeah. to, to the layperson, doesn't want to spend more than five minutes. Um, and there was, I had a bunch of problems as well with, that, with it not being able to be launched because my um, antivirus sort of was like malware. So I had to like it kept putting into quarantine. So you just gave it a, your credit card information and then it let you launch. Yeah, and the and exactly on the what happened. Um, and that was it. And now there's yeah, a nice Italian it. man with uh, all of the $4 left in your account after you had to replace a broken phone. It do be like that. Yeah, check it out. Pokemon Xenoverse. <laughs> Sweet. I do, I do want to say very briefly, so I'm just looking at the, the webpage for this, which um, it's weedleteam.com, so you can download it. Um, there's like a whole bunch of like fat questions and whatnot. And then in, in the fact, it's just, uh, when does Xenoverse come out? And the answer is just yes. Yeah, it's out, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very well done. I respect that. Uh, right, thank you for, uh, I guess, I guess uh, well, out of 10, it's a ROM hack. I don't really know. And I, the, yeah, I don't really like making ROM hacks because it's like based on an existing IP. I don't know, I am seven. Like, it was okay. Pokemon are pretty shit. It's a bit of- Not as good as Pokemon Unbound. Not as good as Legends Unbound. Arceus. Pokemon Unbound is excellent. Highly yeah, recommend. I've heard it's good. Pokemon Uranium, though. That's the goat. What about uh, Pokemon Clover? Oh, no, that is... That's unfathomably bad. <laughs> Does anyone remember when yeah. Peter did Pokemon Black and Blue? 
Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the Peter Romhack Pokemon Black and Blue. Oh my god. It was a Flash game they did right before Black and White came out where it was about um uh Pokemon abuse. It was uh, like oh, a Peter Flash is game. in Pe- no Peter is in like Peter seriously. Uh, Ethical treatment of animals, Peter. I think like, yeah. no, some reason Peter my Griffin. mind went to like Peter Griffin. Yeah, because <laughs> um. I've been talking about Family Guy for the last three weeks in the podcast, Jen. Yeah. No, no, P- Peter is in like the the largest killer of animals in the continental US per year because of all the kill shelters they run. But yep. you know, God forbid you fucking lick fur that has been attached to a dog at some point in its life. Um, yeah, that Peter. Anyway, uh, thank you for that, Steve. Um, why don't what have we got left? So Steve's no more heroes, uh, multiverse madness, and Deathloop myself. Well, might as well talk about Deathloop for a quick minute. Deathloop, contender for game of the year from last year, released 2021. Um, I finished it a couple weeks ago. Took me a bit longer than it probably should have. Uh, I think I finished it in 30, and I feel like somewhere between 20-25 is kind of the standard amount of time. Uh, there's a couple reasons for that, though. Um, so, what do I like about the game? Aesthetically, pretty dope. Uh, it played really well and smoothly, and like I like, it was enjoyable to play. The controls were were well. Um, Did they though, you told me that they uh, while we were on a chat that the they kind of kind of subpar for both controls and mouse and keyboard. No, 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 no. As in, like the the uh, the bindings are a bit weird, but in terms of like action and movement in like as an as an f like as as like a first person action adventure type thing, the con- like controlling the character was good, but okay. delivering the input via keyboard or via controller, just neither of them felt particularly natural, right? Uh, which okay. is a bit annoying. Um, but but smooth in the game though. Um, yeah, aesthetics were pretty. Uh, the areas were quite distinct. Uh, which was both a positive and a negative in that. So the 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 main criticism that I had is that it took me a bit too long to understand how Deathloop worked, which is why it took me a bit long to finish it. So the game is really good at handholding you through like a ton of the early stuff, but because it just handheld uh, handholds you, it makes all these kind of hand wavy promises, and it doesn't really tell you what's going on, and then it just throws you into the deep end. So to be stuff like you, you wake up on the beach, which is kind of like the prologue, you do a little prologue section, and then, the, and then it actually kills you as part of the prologue section. And that's good. I'm glad it does that because it, it shows you that, you know, death is nothing to fear. Um, you know, it, it runs you through those mechanics. The problem like is it then, it, <laughs> yeah, just like real life. The problem is it then um, sticks you back into like the main menu and then tutorials you starting the next mission with very specific parameters and it it literally says don't worry you can come back and visit this area later but it doesn't describe how or why you'd want to do that and so i was always on the assumption that uh the entire i was on the assumption that it was kind of like a hitman level like the entire um black reef island was was the level and you had a bunch of different spawn points and a bunch of different times throughout the day that's not how it works there's four levels and there's uh four four um uh, periods of, of the day to play them. And for some reason, like someone else playing that from scratch might, might just make that connection instantly. But I just kept expecting that it was like giving me the tutorial and hand holding me through it. And then it would just open up and then let me do every, or like control. I think control is probably a better, a better example where, you know, they're, they're different levels, but it's all, 
um, you're never in a menu. You know what I mean? You're, you're always in the game world. And that's how I thought um, Deathloop would work as well. Whereas it's much more um, almost arcadey circa like PS2, PS3 era where you're constantly going into like level select and then load out and then like deploy or start the mission. And so, yeah, it took me, <laughs> it took me way too long to figure out that that was how the game was set up. And I think that was just an issue with how I interpreted the tutorials, which were really good in the menus, but it didn't tell me that the menus would be where I'd spend a lot of my time or all of my time between the areas that I loaded into. Uh, the other thing that I want to touch on... Yeah, so I've got like a, a, a few things I want to touch on. Um, characters are, are great. Um, there are eight visionaries that you need to kill. Some of them are very emphatically voiced. Others just kind of exist. <laughs> and it's really funny because the, the whole thing is kind of exploration and you're like figuring out these relationships and all this other stuff. But uh, I suspect they just ran out of time with a couple of them <laughs> because some of them, they have these real close-knit like uh, relationships where you find like logs between people and they're real chummy and like voice logs and them talking to each other and all this other stuff. And then there'll be one character like um, Harriet who is basically just a cult leader that her entire function is to just be killed first and that's it. <laughs> that's great. Like you, 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 you figure out pretty early on that it's like, so it, it, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, um, uh, how to describe the process. It's like you will load into a level in the morning and then set something up such that when you then go to either the same area or a different area in the afternoon, um, it'll butterfly affect what you did in the morning. Right. Uh, but, uh, there is no, like, if you, if you want to kill Harriet at any point, just show up in the morning and kill her. <laughs> there's no, there's no, like, nuance or, like, uh, like, everyone else is going to this big party, uh, which is this kind of big finale level, like, at, at, like, late at night uh, in one of the levels. And it's super cool. And a lot of the game is trying to figure out, like, how to group people together so that, because you only have four levels and four periods of the day. But Harriet, <laughs> Harriet literally just exists to just be the thing that you kill first in every run. And it's kind of sad, but kind of funny. Um, it's and then conversely, funny. Wouldn't existence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then conversely, um, Alexis Dorsey, uh, big, big ups to that voice actor. No idea if, if they've done anything else or I probably should have looked up before, before this, but, uh, I really like the, um, arrogant rich boy persona that they gave while, um, just like through everything. Like, both in when you're, like, figuring out how he moves around his big finale party, to reading chat logs between him and other people, to, uh, just, like, voice logs of him responding to, like, interview questions. It's, it's excellent. It's, it's like the, the narcissism of Tony Stark, but, like, um, I, I would say cranked up to 11, which is kind of where Tony Stark lives. So, if, if the dial was, like, broken... <laughs> 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 broken on the far end <clears throat> that's the space that that alexi um uh, that alexis uh, uh resides in uh and it is cool because it's like you you load into some levels and you can um like uh what's an example like uh one of the time periods is is uh midday and you could go to midday and just kill a visionary or you can go to a different level at midday and then set something up such that the visionary that you didn't kill will be somewhere else later on in the day. And to have that kind of um, butterfly effect kind of weaving through the different levels, 
is really cool. Um, which actually reminds me that the other thing that sucked from the menus. So, the tutorial, <laughs> this is again, this one I'm, I want to say is a fault of the tutorial because I only figured this out 20 hours in. Deathloop works by giving you a resource that you get when you kill visionaries, thus making it valuable to kill them. But you then use that resource to kind of save gear. That way it's available on the next loop and it makes the next loop easier. But if you want to, um, like, what, what's the word, like, um, uh, break down gear into that resource to save other stuff, you can. And the tutorial implied to me that if I broke down gear that I had previously saved, I would lose it for this run and then get it back next run. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> and after 20 hours, I finally went, where is that gun I know I saved several runs ago? Oh shit, I have it's been gone. selling everything by mistake. Oh god. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. <laughs> and so this, uh, what, was, what was even dumber was I had this distinct, um, so, so what was even dumber on the top of that is uh, you, so uh, it's, it's got like a dishonored uh, power system, which is really cool. It's called slabs. Don't know why they're called that. Where you can get like uh, a, a, like a blink slash gap close. Um, what are some other ones? Something that you can like throw, throw people with your mind. Uh, one that just like amps you up so you take less damage, that kind of stuff. And then you can augment that with uh, different kind of like sub abilities. So you can augment blink with two sub things of like blink distance or um, if you jump and then get ready to blink, you like freeze in the air so you can like space it better, that kind of stuff. And so what's even dumber with the selling shit is that I went and sold all the slabs and oh, then no. went, could I have got more of that resource if I sold the augments as well as the slabs and then went, oh, I'm such an idiot. I could have got even more if I sold the augments. And then on the next run, I figured out that selling shit was a bad idea because it doesn't come back on the next run. And then went, at least I didn't sell all the augments. Because those are much harder to get than the slabs. Uh, so I, I think that was just a tutorial um, clarification thing. Uh, it just, yeah, I, I misinterpreted it badly, clearly. But I never, like, it never was an issue until I started wondering at where all my shit went. <laughs> um, did you have any experience with the multiplayer stuff in there? Nah, I, I specifically turned that off. I, um, ah, fair enough. Yeah, I just, I couldn't really be bothered. So, uh, the multiplayer stuff, it, it looked kind of interesting, but, so, the problem, maybe this would have been solved in multiplayer. I, I'm actually not sure, and it probably would have been good if I'd tested to check. But the multiplayer thing is that one of the visionaries is called Juliana, right? Like, you're, you are cult, and a lot of the interaction you have is with one of the visionaries called Juliana, and you guys have previous history, and throughout the game you figure out what that history is, all that stuff. She will randomly invade your game, and she will prevent you from leaving until you either unlock the, the exit pathway, or you kill... No, sorry. Yeah, she locks, the, she locks the tunnel that you have to escape through at the end of every level, and you have to unlock the tunnel manually and optionally kill her. And the problem is, because she randomly invades the game, there's no guarantee that when it says Juliana is invading your game, that she will immediately spawn where you are and start trying to attack you. 
So my playstyle would be someone has invaded my game, I must find Juliana and kill her first. And it's a massive bloody pace break <laughs> to go from I have a single-minded focus on, you know, going and discovering this thing to now I got to deal with Juliana. <laughs> and maybe that would have been fixed in multiplayer because the person controlling Juliana would have also been sick and tired of trying to find me. But there were times when I, it was literally just like, just sit in the middle of a square for like five to 10 minutes waiting for her to randomly show up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty big pace breaker. It actually yeah. sounds very similar to a problem I have with Sniper Elite 5 very recently, where basically they introduced like a Dark Souls invade mechanic. Um, but literally, I turned it on, and like quite literally, every single time one of them finished, you would then be revert back to where you were when they invaded so that you didn't lose any progress or whatever being a sniper mission. But every single time it did that, another person invaded immediately. So you could not progress in the level. Uh, yeah. At least, at least when Juliana died, she was dead for, for the level. level. Um, oh, that's good. Ca canonically, she can invade, even though you kill her, she can invade, um, I think, multiple times per, like, multiple, like, periods throughout the day that, that Black Reef loops on. But at least if you're in a level and you kill her, that's it. Like, you're, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, because... That was the one thing that I thought was like a really neat idea and I was really interested in Deathloop because of it, but I just never really got it got around to getting the game myself. I just yeah, it's it's not like that that idea is just not a strong draw for me. Like when I play Elden Ring, I I don't want the added anxiety of someone will come and fuck with me right when I really don't want someone to come and fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, funnily yeah. enough is even though I had that option on an Elden Ring, it only ever happened while um while I was in co-op sessions, really. They, people never invaded me while I was on my own. Hmm. Yeah, well, because the, the problem, too, is that if, if Juliana starts attacking you at the wrong time, it can completely fuck with your, um, with your like, flow. And what I mean by that is that, um, so Deathloop has an adaptive difficulty engine, which I think is a really cool idea. But there are just times when you hit an edge case and it's just the fucking worst. Where um, if you do really well on levels, it will make the AI smarter. They'll shoot more accurately. They will respond faster. They will know where you are faster. All that sort of stuff. Um, the uh, problem is that if you have been doing well on levels and then Juliana invades, you now have to deal with Juliana and smarter AI. <laughs> Uh, which sucks because Juliana shooting at you will alert just from the noise other AI to be like, oh, there's something interesting going on. And so then it's not just Juliana, it's a fucking mob. And then you die. <laughs> um, and, and then the run's over. Uh, yeah, so uh, that, you know, great, but double-edged sword. Um, final thing uh, that I want to talk about is the... Um, uh, the, the amazing OP ending, right? Well, that, 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 that's going to be the, the final, final thing, but the, um, uh, so weapons can come with augments or weapons have a rarity system. I'll put it that way. Weapons have a rarity system. Um, I was lucky enough to find an SMG that rolled with a silencer or a suppressor attached to it, which is great because then I just stuck every accuracy mod I had on it and, uh, reduced bullet drop and everything. And then I had a silent sniper rifle. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. And the true what's SMG great, experience. Yeah, yeah. And what's great is that you can actually, if, if you get headshots, you can actually just shoot people that are standing talking to other people. And you can either drop everyone in the room or as soon as they turn around, drop them and no one's the wiser. And the, the funny thing with that is that canonically in the story, Colt is trying to break the loop. And Juliana tells everyone Colt is trying to break the loop. So when people randomly start dying, all the AI says is, that better not be Colt. And it's like, <laughs> bro, who is it going to be? <laughs> this, is the, this is the 50th body in this level. <laughs> who, who else are you expecting at this point? Um, but the, the suppressed SMG definitely made the game uh, a lot easier than it otherwise needed to be because sound is a massive component to whether or not people hear you. Uh, and I ended up using that to get the achievement of running through an entire day, killing every visionary without killing any non-visionary. So it was like a semi-pacifist run because I was able to just snipe them with silenced SMGs. <laughs> uh, and then the ending. So the ending, you kill all eight visionaries. You go to this big um, ending finale. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the ending of the game is a showdown between you and Juliana. The game makes it pretty clear that that was going to happen from early on. And so I get there and I let the cutscene play out and I, and then, and then the credits roll and I went, huh, okay. I, I, I don't understand what happened there. And so I went and looked up like, Hey, is this actually the ending of Deathloop? That was, that ending was kind of shit. And Deathloop goes, no, no, we have three endings. You, you picked the, you, you had the quote unquote good ending when you didn't do anything in the final cutscene. And I went, oh, which is funny I because I literally was in the, in the thing going, Ah, huh. you you were literally saying like, oh, I, I can't move the mouse, I can't do anything, and then afterwards, oh, I could have done something. <laughs> yeah, well, like that, that, that's what I thought it was. Like I I I tried um I tried wiggling the mouse when when Colt was walking and nothing changed, and so when Colt stopped walking and was in the final room with Juliana, that was when I technically had control again while the cutscene was playing, but I didn't realize that. Uh, and which just waited, going, oh, I wish I could do something here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Jokes on me for not wiggling the mouse, um, but I uh, had that ending. That ending was kind of shit, so I went, all right, well, I might as well try and get the semi-pacifist uh, achievement and then see what the other ending was. So um, did the semi-pacifist ending, killed everyone, but only the people that you're supposed to kill and everyone else was still alive and all that. Uh, then got, got to the same end scene and went, all right, I'm not going to screw this up. I'm going to kill Juliana. <laughs> and so... And so I was, I was wiggling the mouse and clicking like crazy. And so you, you enter this big room and Juliana's at the end of this room. And oh, she's also like, hilarious, actually. She's like, Colt, you finally met. And then as soon as I had control, the silence to full accuracy modded suppressed <laughs> SMG fucking headshots her from across the room. Which oh, is hilarious Jesus. because the, the ending cutscene that he was like waiting and going i wish i could do something it was like a, like a five minute long thing yeah, of like, it's like it's them like discussing and like having like this on, back and like, forth they both have a sit down like they're both like talking like talking out this is like the big showdown right the big like battle of the minds and he skips and, all of that by shooting her in the head like, <laughs> he literally is just like i see that you've made and she doesn't even finish the sentence she's just a <laughs> fucking hilarious honestly and then uh, there's a third ending which also looked like shit honestly yeah, well, the, the third ending was in between the two. The third ending, I, I'm not going to spoil what the third ending was, but um, good ending was you didn't Pretty kill funny, Juliana. Though. Bad ending was you did kill Juliana. And then there's a, an ending in between those two. But seeing you, the good and just, the bad ending, you just cripple her? both were... What? 
you just cripple her? <laughs> no. If it's in between being alive I, I and dead. I think the game's be, been out long enough. Quite, quite literally, you kill her and then kill yourself. <laughs> No, that that's that's the that's the good uh, or the bad ending because that that's the one that that um no survivors works. yeah yeah the the no survivors run is the thing that breaks it but no the the final ending is you kill her and then just sit in the chair and loop anyway oh that's right yeah you loop anyway yeah, and do it all again to kill her again yeah but yeah I I had a lot of fun there are definitely a couple they're not really issues but just quirks that would have been better if they were tweaked slightly. Like, oh, uh, I didn't mention it, but like that that slab thing, uh, you only get to carry two of them and you can't really swap loadouts in the middle of a level. So if you find something that works, it's really, really hard to try anything else because you just, you stick to what works. And that's a shame because something like the um, infamous or control system where you just get more and then you can just use more on the fly makes you much more likely to experiment. Uh, but that's yeah. just like a me play style thing. But all up, I'd, I'd give it. I'd give it a solid eight and a half out of ten. Um, I no oh, shit, that's pretty high. That's higher than yeah, I, no, I, I, I really thought. liked it. I, I would have given it a nine to nine and a half if it weren't for those. Like basically, if it weren't for the tutorial, just fucking me over twice. <laughs> I think the ending was like the, the worst part that I because I watched you play a bit of it on and off, and then I mostly watched you just play the ending, and I was like, that's shit. <laughs> like that was just not a payoff. Um, yeah, that, it's, I think it's that, that kind of really stuff. Like, it down. The the game part of Deathloop is great, but it's it's a couple of the systems outside the game with like the tutorials and the the story and stuff that just let it down a little bit. But yeah, eight and a half. I can see why it was, why it was a contender for game of the year. Really good. Um, I also want to mention very very briefly because I think it's hilarious and this this raised it quite high in my bar. Uh, the amount of times I watch Patrick stand there invisible and then just AI randomly stumble upon him and him going no 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 no. <laughs> They just walk slowly towards him. <laughs> Hilarious. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend yeah. watching your friend play it and them just die inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was definitely, uh, yeah. <laughs> Having that happen when you're on the pacifist run sucks because you have to, <laughs> like, honestly, the, the number of times I had to physically hold my hand away from the kick, kick unsuspecting um, NPC off of cliff button <laughs> very very hard um i also think it's quite funny when you would like you'd run into these scenarios right and then you would be like oh all right i can kill this one because he's like alone or whatever and then the entire level would just go to your position <laughs> and you're like oh man there's an army here how, how did they know i was here yeah <laughs> yeah all of that uh, apparently a bunch of people had issues with the pc version i played it on pc they must have patched it or something between when it was launched and now because I didn't have any issues at all. Actually, God, I'd hope I didn't so. have a single, I didn't have a single crash or a single like glaring like bug. Uh, the closest I had was that an AI, I, I felt like an AI saw me through a wall once or twice, but like in the grand scheme of things, it was very, very good compared to like, I've had more bugs in fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> invisible horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, all I have to say about Deathloop, uh, Steve, that's me. No more heroes. Chat. That's me. <laughs> no it's, more heroes. Spoiler alert: um, there was one more hero. Maybe the real hero was us, the friends we made along the way, the phones we broke along the way. That's not funny. Um, Gravity's on my hero. Um, but uh, no anyway, more heroes to- has one music track, and it makes very good use of that one music track. I don't know what you mean. Well, could that a, be but... Shortchange Hero by, um... Oh, fuck, I really wish I had the artist ready to go. 
Borderlands okay. 2 soundtrack. S- so the heavy, the heavy. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, oh yes, a really good song actually. Um, so, but anyway, uh, Steven's musical intro of saying "No More Heroes" just reminded me that right, "No More Heroes" really only really has one theme song, and it uses that theme song so many times across all the levels, and it remixes them for every stage, but it's a great every single time. Yeah, oh, I didn't even notice it was the same track. I thought it was a different one, but anyway, no, I really like the soundtrack. So, anyway. That's interesting. So, Seth, what was your favorite uh, use of that theme song? Oh, shit. I'm not sure. Probably the one that's in No More Heroes 2 where they give it uh, lyrics. Have you even played No More Heroes 1? I've played No More Heroes 1 all the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh, any, any, any thoughts? Uh, and I'm so lost about what, what my thoughts would be about. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Go, go, back, to, go back to thinking about that album of the week, big fella. <laughs> no, no I, was like, I was thinking about the different soundtrack and how, like, this different song and how you would rework that multiple times and you fucking caught me so off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Quite in the dance sound. But anyway, back to bring it back even further. Um, so, No More Heroes was originally released for the Nintendo Wii in 2007, I think. It's a game where no. a Japanese man makes you play as Johnny Knoxville. And ironically, like the guy's name's Travis Touchdown. You play as Travis Touchdown. It was literally inspired by Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. He, he is 100% inspired by Johnny Knoxville in his character design. Yeah, it's like the, the creator went on record to say it, basically. Ah, cool. Well, yeah. he, you can definitely tell that. He's, he's, um, also, yeah, so- he's also gone on record recently to say if they ever make a No More Heroes movie, he wants Ryan Gosling to play him. Which is oh, wild, okay, but anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it was it came out for the Wii in 2007, and I played it. Or I think I rented it from Blockbuster at the time, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, my um, God. Come out, yeah, I did the same. Uh, it came out without saying you're old. Yeah, base. Um... It came out in 2019 for the Switch as sort of like a re-release. Please play this because No More Heroes 3 is coming out. Um, well, it came out last year. But they already don't have any more heroes. How do they not have more heroes 3? Because, because in 3, they come from space. Nope. Okay, so you've missed the point entirely. You can't remember the name. The hotel where he lives is called Hotel No More Heroes. Um, it's not about having heroes. It's about the where he lives. Stars is the hotel. That's a... Like, it's like actually a, a pretty hotel? shitty hotel. It's a fucking shithole. Like, it's more of a motel type of thing. Like, um, inner city apartments in Sydney. No, it's in, like, a, <laughs> a rest stop you've met on the, on the on a 12-hour drive. Like, you pay by the hour type of place. It's, it's Oh, a, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty... Anyway. Um, so, so they really, like, continental breakfast at, like, a turndown service? Like, what's, what's the... Like, why would you even... No clue. Say that? M- maybe that's the answer to No More Heroes 2. I don't know. Um... Oh, I've played No More Heroes 2 before. It, why, why, would, why would world megastar Travis Touchdown want to stay in he, such a shitty motel? He is motel? absolutely not a megastar. He's a he's huge definitely fucking not. loser. <laughs> and that's what makes him so good as a main character. He's a fucking yeah, so trashbag. So is, yeah, he's, pretty, he's a big shitbag. So essentially, he is climbing um, the ranks of the Assassin League or whatever it's called. And he's got to hit number one so he can sleep with this girl. Um, that's his only Just like the that- story of One Punch Man. Except One Punch Man isn't fueled by uh, sex or anything. He just wants to be a great hero. Strong. Yeah. So right. this I, guy, I did he, hear that Johnny Knoxville was originally inspired by Saitama. <laughs> ten, no, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 10 kilometer runs. That's all we got to do, fellas. And is bald. Yes. Well, Travis Touchdown is not bald. Um, so it's, it's, so it's, to, to bring us back to the game discussion, which is a lot of... Uh, derailing here. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I should just take the in and stop talking about it. No, no, I actually um, completely love No More Heroes. It's like, I'm, I'm also just kind of giving you shit. 
Oh yeah, tell Good. us about it, Seth. <laughs> what do you think about it, Seth? No More Heroes is a fantastic game. It's really simple, but a lot of fun. And Travis Touchdown but- is such a huge fucking loser, and that's what makes him cool. Yeah, uh, probably one. It's got like a lot of character and style, and probably soul is a word that you could go there. Like to save your game, you literally like go into the bathroom, and then like toilet paper comes on the screen, and it's like save your game, and you literally see him like unbutton his pants. Yeah, he goes and um, takes a shit. Yeah, and like <laughs> eat before each of and, like, the. Like the Steven dance around it, Steph's like, no, I need to drill this home. <laughs> but, and, you, you but before a, you take you take a restroom break. Yeah, and but before each of the fights with assassins, like the big ones, you get a call from the girl you're trying to sleep with, and she's like, "Oh, hey, are you ready for your fight? Don't oh. forget to go to the bathroom." And then, like, you go to the bathroom to save your game. That was so soulful in the Wii version as well because it played it through the Wii remote speaker, so you had to hold. Yeah, it yeah that's right. Did you? Yeah. Did you also right. have to like mime wiping your ass with the Wiimote to save? Or Unfortunately, you're gonna no. use those motion controls. Okay, Stephen, yeah. I'll let you answer what you actually gotta do with the Wii Remote in the game, though. <laughs> so, why does that completely... sound so much worse? No, so uh, he's got like a beam katana, which is totally not a lightsaber. It's inspired from something else. It's um, but it ru- it runs out of battery. Um, and oh, no. when it runs out of battery, you've got to press. I think on the original Wii one, you had to press like I think it was like one or two. Remember those buttons? And you had to like make the motion of like jerking off because he's like sort of shaking it to sort of I knew it. Uh, charge it up. But he I even goes double handed with it. Yeah, he, he, it's fucking nuts. Uh, but it, it, it's that sort of character and stuff that is like it's fun. It's in a, it in a way. It's, Saints Row. Just hearing about it. Yeah, the, the 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 Switch port does sort of lose a bit of that. Um, I don't think there's any motion controls at all, even with the Joy Cons. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can still just do the jerk-off motion with a Joy-Con if you really wanted to, Steve. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, I'm not it's just the usual it's Sunday, just, isn't it? Yeah, there's just no in-game effect, which is what, how, what's how the point. How else do you solve the drift? Uh, oh, it's tr- <laughs> um, but, but yeah, The reason it drifts is a build-up of tension. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't know about your Joy-Con, but mine likes to drift a bit to the left. <laughs> my, my Joy-Con has a bit lower than an nunchuck. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, a, it's essentially to bring us back to the game and to not talk about penises for three seconds um, <laughs> I don't know there's no more heroes falling, no more penises. falling apart and talking about penises is kind of the MO for this game yeah it does it, does it a lot um, but it's like a hack and slash like you go through like sort of a, a course and then there's sort of like a, a big over the top boss and then sort of that's it and then you've got to earn a bunch of money by like mowing lawns or doing like weird side jobs to pay for your next fight and like so on and so on and so on. Um, the fights are really good. The stages are really cool and dynamic, even if they are sort of a bit samey towards the end. But those sort of in between the stages where you've got a, it's like a, it's like a sort of like, an, for lack of a better word, it's sort of like an open world where it's sort of like you can explore the city, whatever it's called, uh, Santa Killer or whatever it's called. Santa Destroy, I think it's called. Actually. Yeah, Santa Destroy. Yeah, and you get like a cool bike and you can go around and then you do like side jobs, which is like mowing lawns or uh, collecting scorpions or stuff to, to earn money. And, but There's also a couple of hit jobs. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I'm not lying. That, that's like. You get, a, you get a cool bike. All right, I'm on board. You go around and mowing lawns. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. You also collect scorpions for <laughs> money. <laughs> that's just like one of the, the side jobs and it like drops you out in the desert and you've got three minutes to pick up as many scorpions. And then if you get bitten by a scorpion, 
you have to run back and get the antidote. There's another here. one where you have to go and beat up palm trees to get coconuts out of them and deliver them. Yeah, you got to punch the palm trees. Yeah, that's and there's also like a like a mine. That's a reference one. to Minecraft. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, and that's sort Kingdom of that, it at first. I no more heroes actually. Um, but so those those sort of in between parts, they're really fun. Sort of the about three time. or four <laughs> times. Yeah, but yeah. the first time, maybe three or four times. Like, okay, this is quite charming. And then towards like the, the next fight, it's like you need like six five hundred fifty thousand dollars, and the jobs are only paying like eighty thousand. So you got to do them like four or five times, and it's sort of right, like, right. okay, I want to fight. <laughs> You're now. mowing lawns and collecting scorpions for eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, danger, you? danger, pay big, big fella. Danger mowing money. the lawn? What is the lawn made of scorpions? You might it will uh, be. mow a scorpion. You got three minutes to do it, and it's a hard job. You get them on the big jobs. Yeah. It's hard to control, especially with those joy guns. There's no motion control. Can't hold it like a steering wheel. Um, but yeah, like the, the writing in this is like really funny as well. The ending is like pants on head retarded. Um, to spoil a game, it's literally like it turns out the girl you're trying to sleep with is your long lost twin brother's wife. Um, Wild. Which <laughs> and then like you, and it turns out your long lost twin brother is like this Irish, Irish or Scottish or something. Um, Irish, and just I'm pretty sort of like, sure, yeah. Irish, yeah. He's got like his thick accent, and, and Travis is like, "You're not my brother, fuck off." He's like, "No, where are we actually twin brothers?" The, um, this is also great because yeah. it's, it's a post-credit scene or like a mid-credit scene, and they literally it, throw, yeah, they, they the, literally admit they're throwing it in there just to do a last-minute twist to the story. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny, um, it, and it's a pretty short game. I think it like took me like ten hours. Um, and I think I picked it up on sale uh, from a Nintendo eShop sale for like it's not expensive to start bucks. with. Yeah, it's like it's like thirty bucks, I think. Or yeah, it's, cause, yeah, I it is a re-release, so it's only thirty bucks. Um, and it's it's quite good. It's got a nice cel shaded art style. Um, the soundtrack is pretty good. It does get a bit repetitive after a bit, depending on the, like the longer courses. The action is pretty cool. You, the, how Travis enters every level, like he sort of flicks the um, the beam katana and then it's like you got to press a button to sort of activate it and as the levels go on you can like upgrade your katana and it sort of goes from a sword to sort of like a weird six-pronged fucking club to like a katana and it's pretty sick um yeah it's got a lot of style i highly uh i recommend it i'd probably give it seven out of ten only because towards the end of it it does get a bit sort of grindy and i fucking hate that grind but if they took that grind out, it'd probably only be a six-hour game. God, it'd but probably be fine. even shorter than that. It'd probably be like four hours if they took out all the like in-between level stuff. That's true, actually. That's true. But yeah, no more heroes. Check it out. Um, I do have number two as well, and number three is coming to the. So um, everything important and will run well on those machines. Yeah, it's getting the four K upgrade when it comes to the right. Xbox. So hopefully, so, Daddy I don't Microsoft know if brings that means it. It's coming to Switch or not? It's already out on Switch, <laughs> but it doesn't just... run properly on it. Yeah, so uh-huh. it came out for the Switch last year. And I think it's like in October this year, it's coming out on everything else. Um, and it's pretty strange how they're sort of only releasing No More Heroes 3 on everything a year late. Um, but 1 and 2 are staying on the Switch. 1 and um, 2 is also wild. on PC, but not on the other consoles. Oh, I didn't realize they were on PC. There oh, was, cool. There's also Travis Strikes Back, which is on Switch, PlayStation and PC. That is shit. Do not play it. I heard it's really good. I need to play yeah, it myself. Well, you're, hearing, you're, hearing, you're hearing the opposite. It's not good. I may go um, and buy those games right now because there's a Steam sale going on. All right, cool. Power to you, big fella. Can't uh, wait for next well, week. Thank you. Thank you for that, Steve. 
Um, speaking of things that Seth thinks are good and Steve thinks is shit, um, five minute uh, multiverse madness, yay or nay? Look, if we, I think if we promise to keep it to five minutes, I'll shit on Seth for five minutes. Yeah, that's what I want. I'll forget. Hold up, hold up. But so we need to, we need to do this methodically. Um, why? All right, I will say I don't. First of all, spoilers. I will say I don't like it. Seth will say why I'm wrong, and then Steve will will shit on Seth. Yeah, that that sounds like yeah, good. Sounds good. Cool. All right, cool. I'll even shut up to let Steve shit on me. I just get to sit here looking pretty. This is an audio medium. Yeah, I know. That's why I look pretty. <laughs> um, Voice for radio. I, I dislike it. Number one, as soon as you call the main character America, you then have to use the line, we need to save America, and fuck me, I wanted to cringe into my seat. <laughs> Fucking hate that. Um, number two, I really, like, by, by halfway through the film, they made it clear these are what the stakes are, and... Jesus Christ, I swear, if, if Wanda had just sent an email being like, hey, could you just stick me in the dimension with my kids, rather than needing to try and, like, siphon the powers of a minority teenager, uh, that film would not have needed to exist. Um, point three, there's just this weirdly high body count, but it's fine because it takes place in an alternate dimension where Wanda just goes and kills the Illuminati, and I really don't know how to feel about that. Um, problem point four. They talk about the multiverse of madness where they, they randomly, like, wildly trip through a bunch of universes and then just go, here's one that looks like we could pad the runtime of the film out for 40 minutes. Let's just stay in this one. Where they talk about how in this, in, in universe, Doctor Strange um, went nuts and had to be put down. And then uh, this guy joins and everyone's like, oh, we fear this man. We better put him in handcuffs in a special box. And then... Later on, they're like, oh, actually, maybe we were mistaken. You, you can come out of the box to help us fight. And by that point, Wanda's already removed everyone's spines. Like, fucking pick one. Jesus Christ. Uh, just, uh, I don't, I don't they, understand they don't why this all had to take place. Point, though. They're, they're, I, I, they're, they're literally standing there to go, we're going to kill you. Fine. But then it was very clear that he would have to get away to help them fight, right? That's the entire back and forth with whoever was left on the Illuminati. The, and he's like, we're gonna kill you, and Steve's and fucking Stephen Strange is sitting there like, or the, I can help you fight. The only I'm sorry, literally an Illuminati. The only person that was rational about that was uh, Professor Xavier, where he was like, he was willing to listen it out, but everyone else was going to was on the chair of it's it's a Stephen Strange, he's got to go, and then he's left with the guy from um from Doctor Strange one that I completely forgot existed, and he's very much on the side of no, you gotta die, so. Strange doesn't even really get to get to get away to help with the Illuminati situation. He just gets a, he just gets out long enough after tricking the one person so he can go and um rescue America. Which at that first of all, fucking cringe into my seat again. Thank you for that. Um, but it sounds like nonsense like, to me. It sounds like they, you're all on an acid trip. They 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 seem to be fairly aware that Stephen Strange and America can kill me arrived via a a uh, wormhole slash like you know portal from another dimension or whatever seems kind of weird that they're like aha these visitors from another dimension have arrived here let's kill them <laughs> when they seemed so rational about everything else yeah their their rationality leads them to believe that <laughs> their rationale i should say leads them to believe that stephen strange is a uni is a problem to the multiverse because they all um, have a similar MO and will cause an incursion and they want to do everything they can to avoid that. They think the safest problem, it, the safest way to get around the problem is to stop Stephen Strange from um, causing an incursion and they can deal with Wanda. Maybe because 
um, the Wanderer in their universe is more tame and not as powerful as the one from the main universe. But, um... Well, I mean, that, yeah. that's a fairly reductionist way of looking at uh, people that decide to raise kids instead of pursuing careers, Seth, you fucking monster. I no, mean, you, you guys are missing the real point. Steven, Where it's the not fuck? your turn. I need to get into why I like the movie first. Yeah, yeah. No, I, my, my, my piece is said. I, I fucking, I do not think this movie needed to exist at all. I think the entire point of Wanda going up to America, awesome, uh, was completely pointless when it could have just been an email. Yeah, so on one, on one point, I will agree. I think naming the movie Multiverse of Madness put up a expectation of a multiversal travel movie that it absolutely does not deliver on. It basically just has that one stinger scene where, like, they're crashing through mul multiple multiverse dimensions, uh, changing art styles, changing VFX, and that's a cool scene and all. Yeah, it did, did look sick, though. Yeah, it looks sick, but that's literally all you get for multiverse of madness sort of shenanigans. They, they spend the bulk of the movie in that alternate multiverse. Then there's one where um, Stephen Strange goes to... Uh, the multiverse that has caused uh, has got an incursion, which is basically the multiverse imploded on itself and is basically just a black void. Um, but for the reasons I like the movie, I like the change of pace and tone. Like, it's still PG thirteen, but Sam Raimi does as much as he can to like get away with gore and whatever horror elements he can for a PG thirteen movie, which I think is a fun dynamic for this sort of movie. Taking a superhero movie at, in general and turning it into a slasher horror flick is a really cool idea that i don't think you see much of i think the only other one is um the one that's like uh the movie where superman is a very a child it's not superman but it's he very heavily supposed to be superman um what about the winnie the pooh one that's not out yet and he's not a superhero oh, wait, wait are, are you thinking me. of um i want to say dark phoenix dark light or bright or something like that right um <laughs> Brightburn, Brightburn. Brightburn, that's the one, yes. Um, I, I really enjoy that the plot of the game is Scarlet Witch's motivation is wanting to p become a trad wife, just kill this minority so she can uh, live out her life as a privileged white woman. That is an extremely hilarious um, uh, uh, motivation to me. Um, I, I don't agree with the point of... Um, that she could have just talked her way out of it because the whole point is that uh, America doesn't know how to control this power. So she, everyone's just like, no, you can't control it. I'm going to take the power for myself. It's not until like the very, very final moment of the movie where uh, Doctor Strange is like, no, I believe in you. You can do it. And that's kind of like what, uh, um, what kind of motivates her to take control for herself. And it's, it's done very quickly and very poorly, but... Um, it, it, it just it, it's just like my point against um why it couldn't have just been like an email solution like everyone was just like no she can't she can't do it for us so we're going to take it and do it ourselves sort of thing and the moment she learns how to do it we go into that moment where um we get what uh, patrick's talking about and it's like here you go here's the universe go live it and she just scares the kids and that instantly like overthrows her entire plan um so I, I do like that. I do like the way that part of the ending played out of like, here, here's what you wanted. It's not what everyone else wants. So you are being a selfish bitch and uh, you got to live with that. And not, not what everyone else wanted. She turned, she turned Jim from the office into string cheese. <laughs> that, that's, al you... that's also fantastic. <laughs> I love her entire Illuminati beatdown scene. Like they, 
yes, it's another universe, so it literally does not matter. But I think it not mattering let them get away with so much because she just got to do this huge beatdown scene where um, she just absolutely demolished everyone. Jim, Jim from the office coming in, the smartest man alive. Oh, hey, Wanda, d uh, Black Bolt here could uh, kill you with a single word. And she literally makes him the I have no mouth and I must scream man. And... <laughs> It's a lot of little fun things like that. I, I'd really enjoyed just watch a, a lot of the things they did in this movie. Now I you, think now uh, you may... Legend of Korra did that better with Pali, personally. Now you may shit on me, Steve. The whole fucking movie is based on Wanda literally being fucking schizophrenic. Like, at what point do you like, all right, she's gone mentally insane, we got to pull the plug. It's, if there is... They try, they try to do that. And she's too but, powerful. But she, she kills an entire, it's, it's, uh, it's entire literally, brigade she, of in, uh, she invented magicians. the kids she's fighting. She invented them. It's, in any sense of the word, she literally was like, well, uh, me and Vision are going to have kids, but Vision's dead, so I'm just going to invent Vision, and then we're going to have kids, that, that, but I'm not allowed to have them. Vision, Vision, yes, but um, yeah, in this and movie, the whole, the, whole, the whole thing was like her getting over, like, oh, it's not real, I've got to move on. And this whole movie was like, you know what? Fuck it. I like my imagination better. I'm going to make it real. She she doesn't move on at the end of WandaVision. Her whole thing of at the end of WandaVision is I've got to stop hurting other people, but I'm going to um go and become the Scarlet by, Witch. By hurting other people. And literally she just fucking tore, tears the, the universes apart. I just think it's just such a shitty sort of... It really dehumanizes the character to the point where it's like, well, no, I've had the, the idea of these kids given to me and I don't care how, what else I have to do for it. And I just thought it was just anger for the sake of anger. At no point of the movie is Vision referenced. What yeah, would that, Vision have said? He literally would have fucking lasered her in the... And in all the parallel universes, how do the kids exist? Who's the dad? Is it Vision? Does Wanda have powers in the other universes? Why doesn't she fight back? There's just so many like weird questions. Like it's... Yeah, I just think it just seems like it was just lazy writing. And I mean, uh, blah, 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 blah. She could have done it, blah, blah, blah. The movie doesn't explain it properly. A lot of it has to do with the book that she has, The Dark Hold. They, they do a lot to say this book itself is a um, dark magical relic that corrupts the mind of the people. So it's literally just Wanda's not right in the head. Um, she's, she they, now they knows didn't... for sure that her kids exist out in the multiverse. Some, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how they exist. It's just the fact that they do exist and she wants that happy family life. So she's going to do what she can to do it. And she's got the power to try and make that happen. No, she sounds so crazy. dumb. It's fucking dumb, man. Don't watch it's, it. It's like, comic shit. Of course it's dumb. No, but there's like comic shit and it's like, oh, big bad guy got to win. But it's like, oh, I've got to make the, the bring the universe together. And it's just like, no, nah, I invented these kids. I want my kids. These kids aren't real. So I'm going to go take them from someone else. It's I will say one, one point to Sam, to Sam Raimi. Final, final thing I'll say on this, because I realize we've been going for a bit longer than five minutes, but it's been good though. Um, my cinema did in fact pop off when Sonic the Hedgehog showed up as part of the Illuminati. Uh, did anyone else's cinema pop off? Mine popped off when it was Morbius. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was when um, Wanda said it's multiverse time for me. <laughs> um, I was watching it at home and literally just started screaming. <laughs> screaming in anger, I'm sure. <laughs> People upstairs when, like, hey, when, she, when she yelled, it's it's uh, it like uh, it's it's um, stereo vision time. Give me those fucking kids! And then, <laughs> and then you had to pull out those little red and blue 3D glasses uh, from from back in the day. Bring them back. <laughs> Nintendo 3DS perfected. We don't Sounding need it like Seth building his fucking dragon dogma team. <laughs> <laughs>
I did, Listen, I did they're, like. They're all uh, of age. <laughs> I did like uh, John Krasinski. I didn't like. I did like him. Um, we what? need more. Who is he in there? Uh, um, Rich, Reed Richards, it, Mr. Fantastic. The stretchy guy from the Fantastic Four. Does Does Mr. Fantastic just stop and stare at the camera and start like fucking laughing and I shit? I wish that was his. Yeah, that was his. It, it power, almost yeah. happens. Good God! This movie just sounds there. worse the more you talk. I'm zero out of ten. Yeah, that's my rating. It's. it's I'd I, say it's like a f- three. Yeah, I, three, I, three from me. I think I said I gave it an eight, and I'm sticking with that. I think it's a solid eight. Eight. Yeah, it's an average of zero, three, three, and eight. <laughs> Hold on, let me get the calculator. <laughs> What do you mean? That's that's fourteen over four. It's like just under fourteen over thirty, big fella. What? Are you like averaging it? Out? Can we move on? I get the feeling <laughs> I'm going to be called out for shitty math. Can we move on? It's <laughs> it's uh, an average score of three point five. Based. <laughs> there you go. Also known as based on being four. a shit movie. Anyway, yeah, I was like fourteen <laughs> over four sounds great, and then Stephen threw some weird fucking equation at me, and I was so lost. <laughs> I mean, to Sorry. be fair, if it was fourteen over thirty, that'd be a score of just under zero point five out of ten. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> based math, math, math is fun in the multiverse. Movie. Am I right, kids? <laughs> um, I, I'm wonder. I'm gonna find my fucking kids. Big shit. <laughs> No, 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 but Steve, I'm Wonder. I'm going to go find your fucking kids. No, hang on. And I'm going to spoil the ending. So at the, at the end of the movie, no, this is literally this yeah, fucking mate. At the end of the movie, she just goes it. to an alternate dimension, traumatizes her kids, and then fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end of the movie, literally the last scene of the movie is like Doctor Strange going schizo, and then his third eye opens, which is like one of the other Doctor Stranges from before. And then like that's it ends. It's like, cool, what a great cliffhanger. That's a can't wait for the next one. And in the mid credit scene, is him just like walking down the street and he gets approached by someone else from another dimension and it's that, like, oh, hey, we need your help. That's his wife in the comics. She's from the dark dimension. But, but dark he was m- fine. He's literally having a big skits out in the last scene of him opening the third eye. Like, oh no, what's this going to mean? And then the next scene is like, no, it was fine. That, that's <laughs> fine. It, not for a mid-credit <laughs> scene. It literally loses the entire momentum. Like there was no cliffhanger. It's like, oh, we obviously know it's fine. I went mental. I, I think it's fine. I've said my piece. Let's go. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Did you guys stick around to see the end credit scene of Jared Leto saying, I'm Venom? No, I'm just kidding. It's me, Dr. Morbius. No, because I cut it out <laughs> the movie. Yeah, they pasted it in Multiverse of Madness. Fuck, what is the actual end scene of Multiverse of Madness? Oh, yeah, such a great movie, Seth. Highly recommend you don't even remember the fucking ending. It's, it's, it's him, the end scene is him, like, skitzing out on, like, the side of the road and his third eye opens. And you're like, oh, shit. No, no, I mean Evil the, 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 post cre- the post-credits post-credits. Can we talk about how stupid this is that you have the movie I didn't, I didn't the, the entirety of like, yeah, in the, the end. <laughs> <laughs> B-movie. Remember those memes? B-movie. I love B-movie memes, man. They're so good. It was good. B-movie, but every time Jerry Seinfeld said B, they would play the entirety of Morbius. <laughs> uh, all right, let's boo one. That's, yeah. that, was a, that was a good five minutes. Can, can, yeah, an yeah. excellent 15 over five minutes. <laughs> Um, that does bring us to the end of Round the Lounge for this week. Uh, thank you to everyone for their contributions. That means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. Uh, starting off with, and Nintendo Direct we'll get to in a sec, because of what we're actually going to start with, boom, roasted. Uh, Sony wanting what? to enter the competitive esports scene. Uh, why? <laughs> um, Don't care to hardware scene. Everybody talk at the same time. That's good, that's good audio content. Zero out of ten. Right, I, on. I, I, I will wait until we see how well this hardware reviews and like what people say about them. But yeah, they, they want to get into selling 
monitors and headsets, which will just they they they're kind of entering the esport market as already like they they own Evo now, so this makes sense for why they want to do it. So what I'm hearing is that there's there's that using InZone product InZone is their competitive line that using InZone products will completely mute any Smash content. Yes, exactly. Um, it it'll also completely black out the screen and kick you out of ven- the venue. <laughs> so. If this was the case, why aren't, why aren't they releasing controllers? Why are they releasing subpar headsets and expensive monitors? I was wondering that. When's the PlayStation Pro controller coming? Bloody Nintendo Switch has a Pro controller. These are aimed more at PC gamers and they're doing high refresh, refresh rates. Aimed so, at, um, hang on. Let, let me get this straight very quickly. <laughs> they own a console. They bought a fighting game tournament, basically, that is primarily done on consoles. And we're like, hey, let's release a PC line game of products, which most people don't like Sony that play PC stuff because we've gatekept our games for the last 10 years. I, yeah, that seems like a good idea, guys. Great work. I've, I've been hearing nothing but positive stuff about like their output for the stuff they're putting on PC at the moment anyway. Like, In the last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm just glad that this is coming at the same time as they're starting to bring the major esports titles to PC, like um, God of War and Uncharted 4. <laughs> yeah. I can really see how they're all bringing this together, which is a great marketing strategy. But yeah, the, the, the point, it's also, this isn't like the PlayStation brand doing this. This is Sony Electronics. So like, this is a whole other brand branch of Sony doing it. Um, I don't know why they're not partnering with PlayStation to do it, since that is their major gaming brand. I think Sony's just like gone on, on their hardware side of- um, like Sony's trying to distance themselves with PlayStation. <laughs> they see the writing on the wall. Which is which is weird because PlayStation does really well for them. It was it's it earns them a lot of money. But yeah, um, they're How's your Sony Xperia line going these days? They still selling those phones? I don't know. But one, my, don't. my first one of my first smartphones was a um a Sony phone, and that was really that was a really good phone. Was it Sony Xperia? Are you me? Yeah, I had a Sony Xperia. Yeah, I had, a, I had an Xperia as well. Jesus Christ, we are the same fucking person. <laughs> no, we have very vastly differing opinions. What do you mean? Sony. You both thought that Multiverse of Madness was shit. No, yeah. I thought it was good. You both thought it was shit. No, shit. maybe uh, Steve I, and I are the same people. No shit, I knew it. Getting back to the it. article for a second, they're going to do a no. four, they're going to do a four K one forty four hertz monitor. They're also going to do a cheaper ten eighty p two hundred forty hertz monitor. They're doing um three different sets of uh, headsets. They've got a base one. They've uh that's um got three. All, all these headsets are going to have their um, 3D surround audio to like- Which sounds like shit. Virtual surround sound. Got to love it. Um, they, they're going to have like the baseline model. There's going to be a premium one and there's going to be a cheaper wired headset. Um, there's also- uh, The monitor has this um, neat fe- feature that they want to include where um, uh, you can have your PlayStation and your PC hooked up into- as into different HDMI ports and by switching, uh, hitting a switcher button for them, it'll um, change your keyboard and mouse to uh, change between what it's functioning on. So you'll have yes, them plugged that's, into the- That's called a KVM and that's been around since the 90s. Okay. I, I didn't know that, but yeah. Nah, fuck you, Sony. I hope you're listening to this. You either give me an OLED monitor or give me an OLED PSP, like a new one. <laughs> that's <laughs> all I want from you. It's called the PlayStation Vita. Yes, but give me True. another one. But there's just, no point yeah. even to buy a Vita anymore. All the Persona yeah, no. games are coming to the Switch. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, go, go, go! Start a petition. 
uh, Sony, pre- please bring back OLED PS Vitas. Everyone was away last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go to the cinema this time. Yeah. Bring it, bring it, bring, bring fucking Vitas back for a third time. <laughs> it's PS Vita time. But yes, uh, to end off this segment, Sony, do not listen. Do not listen to Josh. He he is an idiot and an asshole. Listen, listen to me. Oh, I, I am a, I am a huge Sony pony. I will shill this if you give me a free headset and monitor. Okay, hang on. Let's let's. I've never heard that before, but it just reminds me of that Acon that does that song about riding pony. (laughs) It's Rihanna. Um, (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to sing the song. All right, so let's 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 step this out. Let's just say I've got a friend of a friend who thinks that having a high refresh rate is good. It is. It is, but not for the price that Sony wants. Yeah, see, that's right. It's. If I wanted 144 hertz, I'm paying $900. If I want 240 hertz, I'm paying 529. Yeah, you'd, Is- you'd want to go for, ideally you want to go for the 240 hertz because that refresh rate's better. The problem is it's going to be a 1080p monitor. At the very least, I would have liked the 1440. But but for like, if you care that much about like esports, you want, you're going to go with a high refresh rate anyway. Like, yeah, not yeah. always. But the higher refresh rate really depends on the hardware that you're using to drive it. If you can't hit 240 frames, then it's pointless. Okay, no, that's fair. But or if you can run 4K... And look at it, much if you must, can run 4K less. at 144, most people are going to do that. That's what the consoles will run at. So if you're hooking mm. up a PlayStation to it, you're not, the, the 240 frames is useless for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There, oh, there, okay. there's the PlayStation's going to cap out. The PlayStation's going to cap out at 120 anyway. Yeah, don't don't listen to them, Steve. If you get a two forty four hertz and you only use one forty four, you can actually donate that extra one hundred back to the grid, uh, kind of like solar panels on a house. And <laughs> jokes on you, it's ninety six. The human eye can't hertz. The human eye can't see more than thirty frames a second, so I think it's just a yeah. That's why the switch runs at roughly twenty. <laughs> roughly, it's a fucking slideshow, man. <laughs> In docs mode, don't even test it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No. Cool. Th- thanks for that point right. of clarification, my friend. If a friend, I'm sure will enjoy that. Right, I'm done being a hard week. You can be I see that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. It's <laughs> the same guy, actually. Same guy. The the wired headset is at like my upper limit of how much I'd pay for it. But even then, I'm not going to pre-order. I'll wait for reviews, see what people say. I can't believe you would pre-order a piece of hardware that doesn't have specifications. God, that <laughs> makes me so unreasonably well. angry. I said I'm not unreasonably angry. The fact that you're considering it without specifications hurts me. That's why I'm not. <laughs> no. I, it's not even. Don't even mention it. Don't. This shouldn't be available for pre-order saying, without specifications. I'm literally saying it because it is up for pre-order, and I want to say I'm not pre-ordering it. I'm not even going to buy it until I see reviews and everything around it. If anyone that listens to this podcast is pre-ordering that without specifications, don't listen to the podcast anymore. I'll find you. Uh, Josh does not speak for everyone. Uh, please do continue. I will edit out Josh because we need as many listeners as we can get. You know, listen to us more than once, especially if you don't like Josh. Listen to us once with regular headphones that are probably half the cost that sound better than the Sony ones, and then listen to us with the Sony ones and tell me what you think. Listen, I know the real appeal us on, All right, here's, here's what you're going to do, right? You're going to open up 144 tabs, all starting <laughs> this podcast at the same time. Now you can hear in 144 hertz. <laughs> That is exactly how that works out. But also, I know how I know how to market this podcast. Please show, send this out to everyone so they can all shit on Josh for his bad takes. No, that, my, that, I'm that correct is, when it comes to this hardware that, take. That is the real. That is the real purpose of this podcast. Let's get his. Let's get his opinions everywhere so people can shit on him. Listen to us on your brand new Raycons. 
<laughs> I'm bleeping them out because they do not sponsor us. Yeah, and bleep out the cushy cream they sponsor yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet every time we, we talk about an unnamed donut brand, that somehow makes it true. I just think there's a hole in your logic there. Pick a side, we're, we're coward. Be- we're begging them for the sponsor, but these ones, when Josh just brought them up, there, there was no was- conversation around them. There are Raycons very few companies like to sponsor us, ironically. <laughs> they would. There yes. are very few companies I'd say no to getting money from. Raycon, please sponsor us. You know what? Instead of. They should make a fast travel we'll land meal with cream in return. <laughs> We're not even sponsored by them. We'll just buy you the donuts. Hey, I'll, I'll do a proper hardware review on your product and I'll compare it to the Sony one and tell you why the Raycons are better. They should make a fast travel lounge meal. Like they've got the Kid Leroy meal. And it will be <laughs> a, um, like a crispy cream on a donut. Because you came with a bun It should on be it. a fast travel lounge box. That way we get four different men- uh, menu items on it. <laughs> and then Zeph's one's just shit. <laughs> 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 okay, let's move on. I might fuck around for a long time. The funny part about that, just before we move on, is that mine would be like a vegan option, which would truly be the Josh take of the box, which is hilarious to me. Oh, anyway. Oh, 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 all, right, all right. Since it's out there, Josh, Josh has the vegan burger. Steve, what would you put in the box? Oh, fuck. Here we go. Nuggets. Um, what do you what do you no, mean? No, nuggets it's, come it's, complimentary. No, so it's like an arancini ball, right? But oh, it's got di- it's got dinosaur pasta in the middle. So oh my god, no. it, it, it's like a, it's like an egg, and it's been called like a Jurassic <laughs> egg. So it's an an aran eggy of some description. I'm no, impressed, and I doesn't have to be an actual menu. That this was premeditated. <laughs> yeah, it sounds premeditated, right? I'm impressed <laughs> if you came up with that on the fly. It is something that I dream about every night before I go to bed. I want my arancini egg. Oh, one day I'll make what it. are you Apart- putting in now, Macca's box? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm I'm putting in uh, the the next topic on the news, uh, which very good. For the record, I just uh, I just throw in a quarter pounder. I would put Before- a cheeseburger, or sorry, a hamburger rather, uh, without onions, without pickles, without the meat, and then add a hash brown. Uh, Seth, would you would you sign the quarter pounder box, heavy specimen, or <laughs> no? That, that's a double quarter pounder, okay. Nice. Um, I actually haven't been to McDonald's in so long. I don't even know what I put in there. Uh... <laughs> and the sure, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a fillet of fish. Got it. <laughs> those are pretty good. They're pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I fucking actually, love those. I, I do like fillet of fishes. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. The mixed spicy burgers. They were, they were they dope. They are. They're no, fucking they fantastic. The tenori yeah. wraps, those are the best. Yeah. Oh, I got the it. The seared chicken. Oh, Mick they were great. The McRib. Oh, nice. Ah, good choice. The sawdust and barbecue sauce itself. I've never actually <laughs> had a McRib. Well, I'll kill you for a McRib, so there you are. You'll never have another one. <laughs> we'll put the... Uh, you, you uh, actually, this is going to be a niche inside joke. You my ribs for the McRib. What about the other uh, mushrooms they used to put on those Angus burgers? Oh, no, here <laughs> we go. We're into Macca's chat. Yeah, they stunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were fucking horrible. For anyone that remembers those, oh, boy, do, do not recommend. They would not be part of the box. I, they didn't taste bad. It was just just the smell. Anyway, <laughs> move on. Move on. Move also, on, we got wildly off topic. I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the, um, the news section. Um, there's a new Star, uh, Star Ocean 6 trailer that dropped, but uh, we're not going to cover it properly because it's... um. It's only been released in uh, uh, Japan, so we can't actually talk about anything besides, oh, hey, the gameplay looks neat. Wish I could play it and hear what all the characters are talking about. But they did show at the very end 
It's coming out the 27th of October. That's going to be the worldwide release because it also showed up on the US PSN store. And it's going to be a special edition in Japan that hopefully we get over here. It's got an yeah, art we, book and it's got a soundtrack and a couple of other digital goodies. Yeah, we can't talk about it because um, and only I can speak fluent Japanese. <sighs> can you really? As much no. as I don't want it. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew he didn't. <laughs> I was waiting for someone some else Japanese. to call him out on his bullshit. All right, so speaking of Japanese things, Sonic Origins. Want to go on, Seth? Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of sad. Um, Stealth or uh, well, his his uh, online handle is Stealth Simon Tomley from Head Cannon. Uh, he's the studio head for um, uh, for them. They did Sonic Mania before, and they were also in charge of um remastering um some of the uh, older games for the Sonic Origins bundle, mostly Sonic Three and Knuckles because um Sonic One, Two, and CD had all been done before. Um, yeah, there's there's problems with the Sonic Origins bundle that um is going around a lot and a lot of the blame is being put onto headcanon for some reason and he's gone on the record to say um that it's frustrating to see that it's happening because a lot of the problems are ha- uh, happened after they handed off the games to sega and they mess around with things and they mess around with um at how they bundled the game together so um any issues should be directed at sega and not his studio <laughs> Um, he's, he's gone on record to shit on Sega in the past before, so this might not actually affect their relationship because, um, I think he usually deals with Sega of America and not Sega of Japan. So, yeah, um, sucks, sucks that his, um, studio is getting a lot of flack, but hopefully this doesn't actually affect his relationship with Sega and they get to do a Sonic Mania 2 or any other project with Sega. Neat. Damn. Are you guys going to get Sonic Origins? No. No. Nope. All it's right. it's overpriced. It's got Denuvo. It's uh it's buggy as hell as well. So no. Honestly, Denuvo is an instant no buy. So also Sega fucked up. Um, a lot of um the main menus and stuff are running on the Hedgehog engine, their um proprietary engine for Sonic games, and they left Sonic um Frontiers code in there. So now we know that there's a big the cat fishing mini game in there. I'm so sick of finished fishing mini games, man. <laughs> anyway, anyway. We, can, we can move on. Yeah, next next up on the list. Uh, we have word that the uh, Wind Waker art style made Miyamoto cringe. Hilarious. Uh, next up on the list, we have the uh, Nintendo... <laughs> uh, do, do you want to talk about this at all? I don't know. No, I, I think it's kind of funny. He also... Um, they, they went on record to say that they had to hide the game from Miyamoto for a very long time because he, they knew his reaction was going to be bad. And when they did finally show it to him, he... He really argued for them to go and make a realistic uh, art style, um, but it was too late in the development cycle to do that. It would have taken them like ten years to go and rework the entire game in that art style, and which is funny because like a lot of people really love the Wind Waker art style. Yeah, it's great. Mm. It's unique for that uh, for the series, and it uh, gave it a lot of charm. Yeah, um, it is quite I, different yeah. to the the style at the time, though. Like that sort of. Cartoony cell shader didn't really exist. Unless no, but these days it's uh like it's yeah. it's seen as it's classical almost like it's it's uh, I think it's very good. It Wind Waker honestly aged better visually than Twilight Princess did. And over mm. time as well, it doesn't have so many jaggies. It's Wind Waker walked so Borderlands could run. Some might say. Also, another fun fact is before he got a conductor's wand, uh, Toon Link was going to have a pheromon, and Miyamoto scrapped that idea saying it was entirely unacceptable. A what, sorry? <laughs> Based, honestly. A pheromon is basically like a, um, 
It, it, it was basically an uh, instrument where it puts out like an electronic current and you manipulate it with your fingers and the, the current and it makes it ma- like the, it, it makes, like it the makes Harry the Potter theme kind of songs. Yeah, it makes like the ghosty sound, sci-fi sound. If you Jesus imagine Christ. like the da 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 Harry Potter, that's a theremin. T-H-E-R-A-M-I-N? E-M-I-N. E-M-I-N? No, yeah. It's probably one on Kickstarter. Probably. not that expensive, to be honest. We What's said called? the trigger word. I'm not going to kids. Yeah, they're, they're very cool. Go-go. That's where everybody. That's where the real kids go. Um, theremin. Etsy. Etsy. Find a nice Etsy theremin. Yeah, it's probably a good. Glad it doesn't matter. I care about Etsy. Um, okay. Well, basically, it's just an antenna, so, and then you. Uh, no, I, I found it. No, I found it. I found it. Shut the fuck up, Pat. You got. You want to hear this? Um, so the first result, if you type in theremin into Indiegogo, is <laughs> Um, the Theremin X Project, which is making theremin sex a thing. Wait, what? I don't want to know um, anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> this project will create a video of a surreal concert where the audience members are outfitted with vibrators that are controlled in real time by a theremin. That sounds wild. The video will explore concepts such as sensory mapping and the performer audience relationship. That is like modern art. That's, that's excellent. That, that's, that's awesome, actually. That's so cool. What an excellent that, idea. That's, that's some banana tape to a wall levels of modern art <laughs> shit. It, that's <laughs> fucking excellent. What do you mean? That's like performative art right there. That's, that's awesome. 36 Australian dollars. I mean, I'm not going to buy it, but I think as a concept, it's really cool. It's only got 4% funded, big fella. I wonder Three. why. <laughs> $251 and only three backers. Fuck yeah. Whoever believes in this is... Oh, no, it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read the whole thing. This campaign is closed. Sorry. Sorry, they're lost. Moving on. Now, if someone did that as an art installation, brilliant. Um, it's been 19 minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, let's move on. It actually, no, they, they did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if you go, look, it's, it, oh, this is four years old. Um, the filming is complete and the project is complete. Um, look, it doesn't matter. Let's. You're the one that's the, still going on about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is for someone to Stephen to do in his own time. We've hit, we've hit six really news articles, but one of them is a theremin vibrator and the other one is the Fast Travel Lounge snack box. <laughs> God, I want to It's going to hit hard. Talk to us. Almost, almost as hard as fucking I, me trying to get through this with you guys. Anyway, um, next up uh, on the list, uh, it's funny that I say list because last week we had so many of them that Nintendo was like, ha, psych, here's another one. Uh, Nintendo Direct. Also, or, a final uh, news docket for the week. I hope. Uh, what do you mean you hope? You mean- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You might get sent off on another tangent, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounded like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. <laughs> it might be the last thing on the docket. We'll never know. <laughs> what other funny things can but I put I'll into- I'll never tell. <laughs> what other funny things can I put into Indiegogo? I don't know. I think theremin sex kind of tops it. Yeah. Hurry up! Talk about Monster Hunter. <laughs> the only monster I want to hunt is the it's person the behind the theremin sex fucking project. Right. Um, first up from the Nintendo Direct, we have another trailer for Sunbreak, which releases in fourteen and a half hours. Super exciting. Um, this trailer has shown off a few things. One, it confirms what I suspected when we had the last trailer drop that. Gore Magala is announced, well, is confirmed for Sunbreak, and so is Shigaru Magala. So now the question is, is Chaotic Gore Magala in there? I hope it is. We'll have to wait It'll and see. It'll probably be one of the drops down the line if that is the case. 
Yeah, because the other thing that was announced as part of this, there there are a few things we haven't seen before. Um, I uh I think the um uh oh shoot I don't remember the giant crab. I don't think it's Shogun Centaur. Oh, and you man. would know honestly in this no, chat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, anyway, uh, the the other one that was announced was that alongside Lucent Nagakuga, um, coming seething to... basil geese. Yeah, seething basil geese. So that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, Thank you. Think... What is the name of that? Um... B fifty two has wrecked enough of my hunts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that'll be out in fourteen and a half hours. Super exciting for that. Um, oh, actually, what was also seen in this? I don't know if it was announced beforehand or not, but I might not have been paying attention. It looks like a Magnumalo subspecies. Um, I didn't actually notice that in there. More more blades cool. on the arms and and red instead of purple. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, that's sick. Looks kind of like a um uh kind of like a glavinous mix in there, which is kind of cool. Uh, I think it's too big personally, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to. Oh, the blades it. actually ah, stick out so far said. from its arms too. It's going to be even bigger. Yep. <laughs> that's hilarious. We're, we're you're going to struggle so much. Yep. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and look up the name of the giant crab thing. What's next on the direct list? Uh, Near Automata coming to Switch. Yeah, Near Automata, the end of Yoha edition. Um, we we have some uh, spec news about that as well. Apparently, the game is going to run at 1080p on dock, 720p at handheld, and 30 frames per second, which is disgusting. I cannot believe the game is re being released in that state. Shen Gaoran. same. It's like like the part the the, the the bit that bothers me the most about that is there's so many sections that are effectively a bullet hell that would play like shit in 30 FPS. Yeah, that's and, that's not going to be good at all. And knowing the switch, it's not going to stay constant at 30 oh, FPS. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be, not. yeah, especially in the handheld mode, it is not going to stay at 30 FPS. Yeah, no um, way. Which is a shame because like of all the ways you could play this absolutely incredible game. This is not one of them. Please don't play it on this this edition. Yeah, um, uh, the package is going to come with all the DLC um, in the package. Uh, it's also got some Switch exclusive outfits, which um, kind of upsets me because the Kabuki outfits they have going on are really fucking good. And I kind of wish I could get them in the PlayStation version of the game. But oh well. Would I'm you play it though? Would you play it again? I would. I would. I would. Yeah, oh. I've played it multiple times already and I would still play it again. I still need to get all the endings. Have you played it, Stephen? Yeah, of course. I got 100%. Yeah. I think I um, shilled it to you for quite you did, a while. You shilled it to me for like three years straight, and it came yeah. with Game Pass, and I played it, and I loved it. But also, the last final thing is that they have this new cover art that um, has A2 in the, um, in the abandoned city, and that artwork looks absolutely phenomenal. It does look phenomenal. I'll give them that. But yeah, uh, uh, Nier Automata, the, fantastic game. Go play it on anything but Switch. The... <laughs> The giant crab I was thinking of was Shen Gaoren from uh, Monster Hunter. Well, I last bought it in Freedom Unite, but um, it was not Shen Gaoren. I was mislooking at what the icon for a Shogun Senator was. So false alarm, but Shen Gaoren. Shout out to an old monster, old favorite. Anyway. Oh, and on the uh, Automata note, if you're not going to play the game, at least listen to the soundtrack because it is absolutely phenomenal. Weight of the World is so fucking good. Absolutely incredible. Okay. Uh, next one. Lorelei and the Laser Eyes is a mystery game that got announced for 2023. Uh, does anyone care about that? No, I'm asleep. No. I'm asleep. Yeah. Uh, Bomberman R2, uh, Super Bomberman R2 is coming 2023 on uh, all major consoles and Steam. Um, this looks this looks like a lot of fun. They're adding in a castle battle mode where um, it's one person setting up a map going against 15 other people trying to attack them. 
Um, there's also going to be a level editor, and they're doing all the other modes that were in the original Super Bomberman R, including the uh, 64 player battle royale mode that was added really late into the game's life. <laughs> now, what's what's really strange about this is that Konami, uh, this isn't a pachinko machine. Yeah, it's <laughs> a video game. I'm confused. I think this is the second video game they've made uh, in quite a while. The first one being the first Super Bomberman R. No, they have been, they have made a couple of games. I know um, they've released but... a few collections. Yeah, I don't I, know. Um, I don't know if they've made of... anything from scratch in quite a while. Not since like Metal Gear Survive. I they do that football game that's not very popular. Pez. It's not called Pez anymore. It's like eFootball League or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's also a yearly thing for them. Hmm. Yeah, Me? but I'm, I'm struggling anyway. to think of anything else that they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen on Super Bomberman, and R, uh, Super Bomberman R2, and they just closed the online services, or they're about to for the first game. Oh, they game. did Master Jewel. That's right, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there was something else, sorry. Yeah, they, they, they're either just about to, or they just did close down online services for the first game, and now announcing a second one, that makes a lot more sense why they did that. Uh, moving mm. on, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection got announced. I've been waiting for this for quite a while. Uh, big, I, I really enjoyed the NT Warrior um, anime when that was airing, and now I'll get a chance to play the, uh, the games. The game actually looks quite fun. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're being released in two, pa- uh, two packs like every other Mega Man collection has. Um, there's also going to be a physical version for this one that is just one bundle with everything on it. Um, the first pack will have Mega Man Battle Network 1 through 3, and then the second one will have 4 through 6 uh, for a total of 10 games. <laughs> the math might sound wrong on that, but uh, 3 through 6 are all like Pokemon where they're split into two versions. So the first pack will have um, 4 games, and the second pack will have 6 games in total. So it is, it is really 6 games, just playing it for the different version where it's got a different colored bad guy or different colored Mega Man or whatever it is. No, no, it's it's a different it's a different legendary. I yeah, I don't know exactly what the version differences in the games are. Like maybe they're different bosses or whatever. I just need to actually look into that, but like with a with a collection like this, it doesn't really matter since you're getting both of them anyway. Yeah, game looks great. I'm excited for it. No Mega Man I just read the next headline. I'm so I, I only just heard about this just right now. But Pac-Man World Repack, I will absolutely play that. Yeah, that's it's coming out on Seth's birthday as well. That's excellent. Yeah, fucking Namco Bandai releasing a birthday present for me. This is fantastic. Dude, Pac-Man World was one of my favorite games as a kid. I bet it doesn't hold up. Yo, I Seth, bet it doesn't either. Seth, what, what's, what's your address? So that way we can send you a copy when it's out. Uh, <laughs> I can give you my Steam account instead so you can send that to me through that and I don't have to dox myself. <laughs> nope, you dox yourself, you don't get it. Dox yourself on your Steam account. What's, what's your name on Steam, big fella? <laughs> uh, it, it's either Kyber or it's Cyberboy94. I'm not sure which one. It might work for both, honestly, knowing how Steam works. <laughs> I'm not sure. Buy, yeah. buy, buy, buy two, send one to each. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, is there a price this is, on this game? This is, uh, I don't think it has a price announced, but it's releasing on every major platform as well. So another one of literally buy it on anything but the Switch. This, yeah. this is going to be my whole motto for Honestly, this, this Nintendo would Direct. Run, this would probably run quite well on the Switch, probably. And, like, the game would be a fun game to play, and it's a handheld kind of game. So I could see it being Switch. But I, I still wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I, don't I wouldn't deck. trust it until, like, reviews come out that actually mention how well it runs. Yeah. But no. Ooh, um, next game. Yeah, the next game. Uh, 
sorry. Uh, Blanc, Blanc. Blanc is coming out February 23. Uh, 20, bah, February 2023. This is a kind of an artsy game that kind of didn't catch my attention. Looks kind of cute, but that's about it. Yeah, don't care. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's in black and white, and Blanc obviously in is French for white, which is kind of cool. That's the only thing I really want to mention. Uh, oh God, this man speaks fluent Japanese and French. Damn right. Next up on the list, uh, Return to Monkey Island coming uh, to Switch and PC. I'm surprised this is just Switch and PC and not other consoles. Do you yeah. want to play Monkey Island? I haven't. No, I've no. seen the first game played through recently, and it look like it looks like a fun game. Yeah, point and click adventures. Uh, they serve their time. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't need to exist anymore. For everything, but not now. Yeah, thirty yeah. years ago. The time and place that San Diego, uh, Carmen San Diego, was in. Next, was next up San on the Diego. list, my nightmares are becoming a reality, and that Mario and Rabbit sequel is actually real and coming out October twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Um, what do you no. mean? I'm, this is the thing that inspired XCOM 2. The Rabbids are the minions of their time. And, and, and that's, that's, all, that's all that needs to, to be said. Yeah, yeah, please God, no. Um, let it die. I, I've heard the first game's very good, and I don't know how much of that is cope because there was nothing else on the Switch at the time besides Zelda. And I well, also- Didn't it originally release on the Wii U? No, it didn't. It was a Switch. Was it a Wii U game? I'm pretty no, sure no, it was no, on it came, Wii U. It was a Switch game. It, it came out like six months after the Switch came out. It was between Zelda and Mario uh, Odyssey. True. But um, yeah, I, I vehemently refuse to believe anything with the rabbits and it is good. I had fun with it, but that's only because, uh, one, you're right, the Copium, and two, because I never got into XCOM, but I've heard if I... <laughs> I've, everyone that says they've enjoyed rabbits hasn't played XCOM. That, that's, that's my takeaway. They, they were primarily Nintendo fans. They haven't played anything besides Nintendo games. True. And they like to pretend they played Persona 5. The Rabbids embody everything that I imagine having a sleep paralysis demon would be. <laughs> yes. I, I have heard good things about the first one. Um, I don't plan to get this at all. And the first one goes on sale for like 90% off all the time. Which is rare for um, Nintendo games. <laughs> yeah, especially featuring first party IPs as well. Hmm. I'll wait for it to come to Game Pass, you're right. Also, uh, Ubisoft is going to do another showcase for the game later on today. Like, probably, probably like, <laughs> by the time we finish wrapping up this podcast recording, it'll be playing. <laughs> it's going to be an open world game with 300 collectibles. To the Dungeon Roguelite, uh, Little Noah was released right after the Direct. Um, it looks kind of interesting. That's about it. Yeah, it looks kind of cute. I like the art style. That's about it. Yeah. Um, kind of remind me of Bravely Default. Yeah. Um, Railgrade, a railway maker game, is coming out spring 2022. Um, it looks like a roller coaster tycoon, but with trains. Um, uh, not really, but okay. <laughs> I didn't that's what I wanted to see that as well. That, that's kind got, of what it looks like to me. If you guys, I got like it, city skylines, but with trains. Yeah, maybe that works better. Um, not maybe it does, but okay. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe you are trying to make trains go fast. And I, I, I aren't trains just like roller coasters? Euro Truck Simulator 2022, but with trains. Please That's stop. Euro Train Simulator. Train trains are roller coasters that are that are bound by the laws of gravity. Right, you guys so watch those train the, le- the Legend of Right comes out on August 18th. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this does look pretty cute. Um, really, I think it looks shit. <laughs> when does the Legend of Left come out? <laughs> Josh take coming out in full force, not liking childhood uh, wonder and excitement. You were you were literally kind of like those old um. You were literally animated. Scribblenauts. It looks yes. like Scribblenauts. Oh, I thought it was going to be Scribblenauts. Like it, it's 
it's very on that. It's only published yeah. at 30 bucks, but mm. PS4, I, I like Steam, whole, and I Switch. like the whole hand-drawn aesthetic to it a lot. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We, I can draw myself if I really want to. Not very good, but I can do it. See, it's because I can't do it very good is why I like it when other people do it well. This man works in the fucking media career. The rest of us don't, but anyway. <laughs> um, I, I don't need to draw. I use computers to make things look good. Speaking of things not looking good, uh, Sonic Frontiers. This is the opposite, because this trailer was cut really well. Why the fuck was this not the first thing that they showed for the game? <laughs> My brother in Christ, calm down. What the fuck were they doing with the IGN footage? I'm telling you, it's actually a con job. It's a false flag operation. IGN doesn't want this game to succeed. <laughs> false flag operation. It, I, to be honest, I, I believe that, because like IGN is like the meme of it. they hate Sonic, so... Sega just going, we're going to start our, uh, start everything with um, IGN and we're purposely going to give them bad footage. <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense when you put it like that. But no, this trailer was cut well. Still, um, still doesn't look like a great game to me. <laughs> they they sh- finally showed off the um, cyberspace levels as well, which are like more Sonic Generations inspired levels. They look linear as fuck based on this trailer. Like, it literally looks like just a straight line. Next up. Yep, no, no, I want the awkward silence to be continue. Uh, n- <laughs> next up is Disney saying buy a fast pass for our video game. So this stupid. is very interesting. By what Seth means by that, it's like literally an early access game. And I can, I think it's coming to Game Pass as well, this fucking Disney bullshit. It is. Um, uh, but, but it is a game loft game, so it can go right in the bin. I don't know what that means. But like it, on. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, it does say early access, but I have never heard of an early access game on Switch. Like, Xbox does them all every now and then. They do what they call them game previews, which is a fucking horseshit. Um, I'm not sure what Sony does. Steam obviously does early access. access. Okay. Nintendo usually called these asset rips. I'm not sure why they're trying to, to change the name now. Maybe it's like a rebranding thing. Surprised it didn't get sued into oblivion. The game um, is going to be free to play. It's a game loft game, which means it's going to be probably gutted and it's going to be a fucking horrible pay to play to collect your characters that you had childhood attachments for, but are now just cash cows. So that's. I, it definitely does. It, it gives off. Fun that does vibes. sound like modern Disney. Yes. I hope they got, but they didn't have any Marvel characters in there. All Star Wars. All the Not Simpsons. Yet. There'll be DS DLC characters to drive up hype once it dies down a little bit. Yeah. Game Loft did the Oregon Trail. What the fuck? Loft are one of the worst publishers for this kind of shit. Lego so they, Star Wars I would say they're worse than Activision for their stuff. Huh? Lego Star Wars Castaways. Man. Everyone's favorite game. Okay, I'll stop. Um, list of games. Anyway, go on. What's the next one? Live Alive. Uh, yeah, I always saw that Live Alive I got a demo release. called Live Alive, actually. Yeah, no, that's how it Live Alive is getting is Live Alive, now, <laughs> Live Alive now has now has a demo on Switch. Um, the save data will carry you over from the demo to the full game, and it's got the beginning of um three chapters for the game. It's going to have the Imperial China section, the Edo Japan section, and the distant future. Again, this game looks, looks fantastic. Very cool. Yeah, the game looks yeah. fantastic. I I wish it was coming to anything but Switch, but I'll still end up playing it. <laughs> Yeah, I will as well. The, my only concern is it's going to be, uh, it's going to have like the Octopath problem uh, or triangle strategy problem where it's fun for the first couple of hours to half the game and then it just really hard dies off because it just becomes too repetitive. To be fair, I this really is an actual Super Nintendo RPG, so it probably paces itself a lot better. 
Probably, yeah. A Super I just Nintendo don't know enough Square Enix RPG at that, and they were all bangers back then. Yeah, before they decided that they were going to commit to horrible story writing and telling the worst gameplay stories in the, in the modern industry, but yeah. I don't know what okay, you cool, will be cool. referring to besides Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> what do you mean? That's a good game. That's not. It is. Doraemon. It's complicated. Doraemon Story of it. Seasons. They're, they're combining Story oh, of Seasons with the Doraemon franchise and making a farming simulator <laughs> releasing this year. Um, Doraemon's cute. That's about all Doraemon I know about, cute, him, yeah. about him. I haven't it's actually seen the Doraemon old. series. Yeah, it's, it's a very extremely old Japanese anime at this point. I think it's like 80s. As opposed um, to a Western anime? Shut up, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> like Family Guy and The Simpsons. Yes. And Avatar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Avatar is good enough that I would consider it to be anime. That is, that is a medal of honor that it alone can claim. It is a um, one true Western anime. It's fucking excellent, and you should watch it, Seth. The fact you haven't is deplorable. Um, I'll, anyway. I'll get to it. Uh, Minecraft <laughs> Legends is coming to Switch in 2023 anime. as well. Um, they, there wasn't anything new with that, just... Hey, Minecraft Legends coming to Switch. Wait, no, sorry. Hank of, uh, King of the Hill is the Western anime. <laughs> Unironically beloved in Japan. Anyway. Um, yep, sorry, go on. Uh, next up, Dragon Quest Treasures launches December 9 for Switch. Um, this, this looks like a lot of fun to me. I'm not sure about how everyone else feels about it. I'm um, so If anyone else did see the trailer. I need, I need to see more of the combat and what's involved in it and how in-depth it is. If it's... If it's run around and explore treasures and then do automatic combat kind of stuff, it's going to be boring as all shit. It um, did like, look, it did give a very strong Dragon Quest Builders vibe. But like, yeah, which cheap. Builders was okay. Didn't play. It, it looks like you got to collect the monsters like Pokemon style a little bit and they uh, join you in your party. So depending how the like the monster uh, raising works, it could be a lot of fun. I also like how all the um, different monsters like carry you around or you can use them to traverse the environment like using the slime to get a higher jump um, is a lot of fun by the looks of it. Very similar to Dragon Quest XI itself, though, where you would capture monsters and use that kind of functionality. So that's, that's cool. Yeah, and it looks like it's going more towards like a simple action combat style, but most of, uh, I think most of the, um, uh, the gameplay loop is going to be about like exploring and getting these rare treasures and getting a lot of money out of them. Yeah. It just, just looks like a small, simple, relaxing and fun game to me. Not, nothing too in-depth, but it's, that's kind of Dragon Quest's MO. Um, they're, they're just kind of relaxing, unless you're trying to farm the casino. Yeah, fuck that casino. But <laughs> that casino is stressful. Um, anyway, uh, cool. So uh, you've put this down as sizzle reel, Seth. Yeah, Want to go through it? Sizzle reel, just like a quick... Fo- one minute showcase of these uh, four trailers. Um, Fire Emblem Free Hopes was shown again, No Man's Sky, Plague's Hale Cloud Edition, and a game called Captain Velvet Meteor, which caught my interest because uh, the main character from Kaiju number eight showed up in this. And I saw that I was like, wait, what the fuck is this game? And why is Kaiju number eight in it? I haven't looked it up since then, but I will at some point <laughs> because that that's very shocking to me. I didn't even know that that character was in a game. At the risk of... Um Seth talking and taking us on another tan- tangent. No, I was done. Um, where's Kaiju's number one to seven? They are all in the Kaiju number eight manga. They're Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They, all right, they've, they've all been killed and turned into weapons of mass right, destruction. That's, that's mad. That's mad. That's crazy. That's kind of cool, actually. Um, Portal, companion collection. Portal one and two, obviously. Um, coming to Switch. Is it, specifically, 
Is it specifically Portal 1 and 2? Like, it seems like just call yep. it Portal 1 and 2. Why are, you, why are they calling it the Companion Collection? I because it does kind of sound cute. Yeah. And the Buzz. Companion Collection, obviously, to play off the Companion Cube. And they also wanted GLaDOS to have that um, joke at the end where she says she wanted to call it the Why Do You Keep Killing Me bundle. Yeah, that whole trailer was so fucking cringy. I thought it was very fucking shit. Like, it was... Oh, look, the first two sentences was a joke about cake. Wow, that's a good one. The cake is a lie, etc., etc. Repeat ad nauseum. I'm just saying that, jaded. the Portal games themselves are absolute masterpieces yes, are. and it yeah, was really, really yeah. fun. When, when, when Portal 3. Yeah. When Valve can't count to 3, though. Yeah. <laughs> in saying yeah. Uh, that, Alex. again, both games being for Portal $20 is an absolute bargain. So, yes. highly get, recommend. You can get them on Steam for under 10 right now. Yeah, but this is, you know, coming as a pack to platforms that wasn't previously available that is more accessible to other people. And they would play fine on Switch, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Shout out to the orange box. I cannot, orange box is awesome, man. I cannot wait for these to come out and, like, there's something extremely wrong with Portal 2 on the Switch. <laughs> Actually, the, the co-op mode will probably run like shit, but yeah. Next up on the list are Square Enix deciding they want a slice of the farming simulator pie. Uh, they're announcing Harvestella for Switch and PC coming November 4th worldwide. And I can't wait for the one guy that plays Babylon's Fall to switch to Harvestella in a year. Yeah. <laughs> in a year, even. Luckily, <laughs> for, when the luckily, game releases. luckily for them, it's not a live service game, so it might actually take off. <laughs> um, yeah, you I'm, know what? I'm just going to say it. There was like four or five um, farming simulator games presented in this. Have we finally hit the the thing where it was like was okay it? Animal Crossing? I think we've only talked like, about two so far: the Doraemon one and this. Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, I think they just took up a the decent Disney chunk of time. Yeah, man, the Disney oh, one. Oh yeah, as the Disney well. one did have farming simulator yeah. stuff in it. Maybe I'm just pretty shitty at it. I was like, have we finally hit the stage where it's like okay, it's been two years since Animal Crossing. Are we? Is everybody else just going to try to get that? Some people would say yeah. that Railgrade is a farming simulator with trains. I think Look, uh, it's train simulator. I, I think all you guys are just getting confused because what this entire presentation was was ports farming themselves out for cash. Of course. But yeah, um, this Bring this caught <laughs> this caught my attention because um, <laughs> unlike other farming simulators, <laughs> this one adds a fifth season to the year, and it's a season going into like digging into being an RPG sort of game. The last season is all about um, the season uh, making a season based around death, and you've got to try and survive it. All your crops are fucking dying. Everything's out to kill you. So more ravenous monsters are probably going to be coming up, and you kind of like Australian summer. Mo yeah, mo most farmers would say that that would be winter time for crops. Yeah, I'd imagine so, but um, it this also seems like um, just general everything's kind of serious. The world's coming to an end, sort of a scenario you'd get in an RPG. So instead of making it, uh, they make like an entire year get prepared for when this season's gonna come, and then I don't know, survive. If you, if you came and visited my Animal Crossing island, you'd also think the world was coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, um, I'm pretty interested <laughs> in you being. I'm pretty interested in this. Um, I I like um. God, it help if I remember the name of the game. Um, Stardew Valley. Um, so yeah, oh. Stardew Valley was excellent, but that was yeah. a rare exception. Star Stardew Valley's uh, really great. Um, it was Animal great Cross because it was a modern take on capitalism. <laughs> Animal Crossing is also pretty great, and um, this might have some elements similar to Atelier a little bit from what I've seen. Um, may maybe I'm reading too deeply into it, but um, the Atelier games are also pretty fun from what I've seen. 
So this this could be a good blend between all of them. Hopefully Square Enix doesn't fuck it up. Sweet. And last up from the Nintendo list of lists. Which leaks one minute before the direct show uh, went live, by the way. <laughs> Literally a minute before a minute before the directs drops, their main event leaks, which is Persona 5, Persona 4, and Persona 3 are all coming to Switch. Yay. I feel like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, they've yeah. been slowly yeah, drip feeding yeah, yeah. this coming to every console. Like, they announced at the Xbox event to say, hey, it's coming to Xbox. Then two days later, they're like, by the way, it's also coming to PlayStation and Steam. And now a week later, it's like, by the way, it's also coming to Switch. Now, this this might shock you. <laughs> but but it, you, you might have seen that it's coming to every other platform. Well, don't worry. Switch too. I, I want to mention one thing on this, and it's that the portable version that we memed on for not coming to the portable console has been announced for the portable console. <laughs> the, yeah, port- yeah, Persona 3 portable, finally on another portable. The, will, the one thing I will have a whinge about, and I missed the Xbox one because I whinged about it internally, but I couldn't voice my opinions on a well-renowned podcast. They're releasing it in backwards order. Like Persona 5 Royal comes out, and then Persona 4 comes out, and then Persona 3 comes out. Well, Persona 4 I, and 3 just I have coming soon. Know, there's no dates. I don't know why 5 and 4 aren't dropping at the same time because 5 is on modern consoles. So, well, on um, PS4 anyway. So well, it could, be, it be, could be moved to Xbox pretty easily. And 4 Golden is on Steam right now. So I imagine that could be moved to modern consoles hmm. pretty easily as well. So they could do both of them at the same time. It's just Persona 3 Portable that needs some work. I need some work. Surely it doesn't need that much. I've got the PS... A beta version from that, but it, it's no, just so weird. They need to downscale the graphics from PSP so that the Switch can run it. Yeah, and they're, <laughs> yeah, they're AI upscaling the entire game to make it look extremely ugly. Yeah, I was about to say that AI scaling never looks good. It's it's just weird because if I went and played Persona Five, then Persona Four, then Persona Three, it's sort of it goes backwards in um like quality of life features. Yeah, this is just about yeah the quality of life thing because what Persona Five does is a lot more intricate and the world is a lot more fleshed out. You can do a lot more sort of side things and what Royal does as well, from what I've heard, I haven't played it yet. It fixes up a lot of the problems with five, but five is an upgrade from four gold and then four is it just sort of, if you were playing them backwards, you'd be not doing yourself a favor. Not, not, not specifically in terms of quality, by the way, it's just in terms of like, um, presentation and budget. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Presentation, how the combat works, uh, like that type of thing. Like the, the stories for all three of them are fantastic. The games themselves are perfectly fine. Um, but the, there's just, you'd probably feel a bit, oh, this is a bit dated if you went from Persona 5 to Persona 4 and then maybe even to Persona 3 playing yeah, that last. Like I, I it, went yeah. into 4, into 5, and then back to 3, and 3 does feel dated after the others. Mm. 3 is still a very good and fantastic game, but they're... There's just little things that you wish it did better that the later games addressed. Yeah, it's strange as well. Like I'm very interested to see what the price point is as well. Like I imagine it's, it's probably going to be like 20 American each game. For Persona 5 Royal? Nah, you got rocks in your head. Yeah, um, 5 Royal will probably be more expensive, yeah, but 4 and 3 I imagine will be 20. Well, gold I, think, the uh, I think they'll be 30 USD. I don't know. Like, I don't I, think they I can, can pay get away that. with thirty dollars for Persona Three. Yeah, there's no way that would have to be twenty dollars. Persona Four, I can understand a uh, thirty American. Persona Five, forty I think, American. I, I think Persona Four came out on Steam for like thirty Australian. I did not pay that much for it when I played on Steam at, at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did not pay that much for it when it came out on Steam. I waited for a sale, and I think I got it for like I got it only for like thirty percent off instead of fifty. 
Um, but it's an anime game, so I was still very happy with it. Um, but yeah, very, very happy that these are coming to the Switch. I highly, I highly recommend playing them when they come out. I literally cannot recommend these games enough. If you yeah, haven't no, played them before, play them now. The entire Persona series is fantastic. And that's it then. We did it. We made it to the end of the list of lists again. I think I said don't do the list, but whatever, mate. Maybe we should workshop about going through lists and doesn't make for good content, but whatever. That's my business. (laughs) It's it's mostly bad when it's like the news for the week is, hey, here's this event that happened. Make It's just run down a list of everything they announced. Kind of can't help it when that's just kind of like the format of how they release the information. And next week, all of it will be front-heavy sunbreak content anyway, so... Like yeah, it. I sleep. I hope you enjoy your nap. Yeah, I will you, you die. <laughs> Imagine not uh, enjoying Monster Hunter. True. I, well, I didn't say I didn't enjoy Monster Hunter. I just don't have the. I just don't have. Um, it's not rise. World Two. I didn't want it to be. It's not on Xbox. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not World Two, so you sleep. World was on you Game Pass. You play Rise on your uh, on your handheld console, the Switch. Hmm. Just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Um, Audience question for this week. Sam writes in. Sam says, Hey guys, wondering what the last game you guys bought from an ad was. Uh, I'm, I, I take that to mean like you see an ad, but not like in like a showcase or a trailer. What like was the a last TV game you ad. Or, or I was thinking like uh, like YouTube often sticks game oh, yeah, trailers. They do too. Yeah. Unless yeah or you just like, like or Facebook ads or something. Like. Yeah. And any of that. Uh, well, mine's easy. Mine is Shapes. Um, I think I said that when I talked about Shapes a couple episodes ago, but yeah, saw Shapes on, on a YouTube ad and went, that actually looks really interesting, and then went and bought it. What about you guys? I don't um, know, because uh, the ones I've seen on YouTube are for games that I already were planning to buy already or already owned. Like, right before it came out, Crash 4 was getting YouTube ads, but I already had a pre-order down for that. Final Fantasy VII Remake had ads coming out on YouTube and TV, but I already had that as well. Um, it's been a good few years since I've come into this situation. Maybe it was back in like maybe 2009 when Devil May Cry 4 came out. In all honesty, yeah, keep, keeping up with game news is a habitual situation, I think, for most of us. And we know the games before there will be ads for the games. So we've already kind of made up our decision. At least that's my case and basically what Seth's saying, I think. Any any mobile games that you guys have downloaded? As no. <laughs> no. No. No, but they spend so much on advertising. Um, there's one one game that's a mobile game that keeps popping up being like, please play our game. We spent money on this ad that makes me want to download it because it's just funny. Um, but I haven't. I think the last game that I bought off an ad was probably Hunt Showdown in like 2017. Maybe? Hmm, interesting. Funny how you'd uh, say that. You, Steve? Uh, not really. Um, a couple of times in like Crunchyroll and back when Anime Lab was a thing, there would literally, it'd be like what are three commercials in a row and it'd be the three, um, fucking same three commercials. So I've got yeah. like the tune to Drag Quest Eleven, um, like quite like vigorously in my head, like I can recognize it. I am a general just- Dragon Quest theme. Yeah, yeah. sorry, the general Dragon Quest theme, and I've never like even actually played a Dragon Quest game. Um, I will eventually. Dragon Quest Eleven is worth playing. Very good. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Um, it is. Shill, shill, shill. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, did I, you, I need did to you get buy there. Game Pass from an ad, Steve? No, yeah, I was no, the no. advertisement. <laughs> so what you got to do is you got to put your VPN to Brazil, right? Then you pick up a couple of Brazilian codes, and you get three like years three for the years price of one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's all I'll say about that. Good old, good old Big Mac pricing model. What? How, is there any um, how like on. one one thing in different come in different countries costs a different amount, even if it costs the same to make? Oh yeah. Is there um is there any ad that because this question was obviously a bit uh, hard to answer? Is there any advertisement for a game that sticks out in your memory as uh as you know good or made you want to play that game? The fire and leaf green ad where it was like um yeah kids that was dressing my up as Team Rocket. Um, and then for some, I remember seeing it and I would have been like, what, eight or something. And then I asked my mum, what would you do if I joined Team Rocket? And she's like, I don't know, give you away, I guess. <laughs> and, and that sort of moment has just been like a crucial turning point for me. <laughs> Mine was um, like Fire Red and Leaf Green and Emerald and like Ruby and stuff had this as well. But I remember the ads very specifically of the thing that you were like the wireless adapter that you would put on the back of the Game Boy. Yeah. Man, I remember those ads so vividly. <laughs> it was awesome. What about you guys? Uh, Patrick and Seth. Do they have any cool New Zealand ads, Pat? Um, most of ours get fed in from Australia. So th- there's one that sticks out, but it's because I had to look it up recently. Um, there was a game for the PS3, I don't know if it came to any other platforms, called Split Second Velocity. Oh, I remember <laughs> that game. Yeah, really, really old now arcade racer. And the trailer for that was basically an action movie, like obviously in-game in engine, like... Um, you know, just showed cars doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And the whole thing was that you, you caused these massive, um, like, destructive events to take out other races. But the bit that sticks out, and this is why I ended up having to look it up recently, is that they use the, uh, they use the build-up and then the drop from Skrillex's Kill Everybody. Oh, what a oh, thing. Jesus. In the, in the hype part of the trailer. And so I went back and we were, we were reminiscing about old Skrillex um, with, a, with a few people uh, last week. And I remember it being from a video game trailer about cars and everyone else was convinced like, no, no, no. Like, you know, it's, um, kill everybody was never used in a, in a, in a game trailer for like a, a racing game. And it took me 10 minutes of trying to find, and I ended up finding the original trailer that I saw it on initially on an old YouTube video, uh, from like somewhere, somewhere in the ballpark of 10 years ago now, but I found it like drop and all. And it was just, it was this massive wave of nostalgia. So. I don't like that sticks out of my mind, but it's very biased. <laughs> the, the other one, actually, now fun, that you mention it, that that sticks out to me was uh, a very popular series of ads. But um, actually, I don't know. There's two actually I got to mention. So there's there's one that I don't think they were ever aired in Australia, but it was Mr. T doing the uh, World of Warcraft ads. He's like, I'm a knight of Mohawk. Oh, I don't oh, remember yeah. those ads. They did play over here. Did they? they? did. Oh, they, I, yeah, I have definitely they, seen them. They were they were pre they were I, I saw them before I had internet access like uh all the time. So yeah, they had to have played over here. They had a whole bunch of like celebrities and stuff doing World of Warcraft ads, but Mr. T was the most memorable one. And then the other one I want to I want to mention, although I don't know if I consider it an advertisement, is the the Domino's and like Pizza Hut ones. I think it's very specifically Domino's where it was like, "Hey, buy like X amount of pizzas and you'll get like Final Fantasy codes, or you'll get uh, like Call of Duty codes, or whatever for the game. I thought that was really cool. Fun fact: no, not a traditional <laughs> advertisement. Fun facts: uh, the limited run games physical edition for the uh, Ninja Turtles game that just came out also came with farm um, pizza. Wild! That's awesome. <laughs> nice. That's actually so cool. Uh, cool. Well, um, I think that probably answers uh, Sam and the bonus question. Unless there's any other final thoughts from anyone. No. No, not from me. Uh, can I have $1 million? Definitely not. Uh, cool. Well, 
thank you to Sam for writing in. Um, if you or someone you know has a question you'd like us to answer, feel free to write in. We're on Twitter at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's, on Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge, and on Gmail at fasttravellounge.gmail.com. If you're listening to this on uh, iTunes, give us a review. On YouTube, give us a like and a subscription. And anywhere else, a review or comment or like or whatever would be very much appreciated. Um, I think we know what three of us are doing for the next week, so outro should be rather short. Steve, what are you up to next week? Um, I'm playing Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition. Fuck, that's such hey. a good game. Oh, no, God, I love it so much. Hey, Me, which I'm, one I'm, are you I'm, currently I'm, playing, the first uh, game? Number two. I finished number Whoa. one. I'm playing number three. Uh, sorry, number two. Um, it's very good. Um, man, that takes me back to a different time. I will a say though, time. I, as some might say, a, a better time. Um, <laughs> before Harambe died. Yes, True. it was before Harambe. And but the I'm going like a renegade option, which is like the evil path. And man, you're just a fucking straight up telling people to fuck off. Like <laughs> it, the, um, you the lose like all the it's, it's, reporter. <laughs> yeah, it's li- it's literally just like I'm not doing that. Fuck off. Like list. Those are the renegade <laughs> actions, and it's Based. like Chad mm. momentum. It's the, like, the we're not going back to that person. I'm not a hero. Fuck off. While we're thinking yeah. about ads, uh, th- those are pretty cool too. Okay. Right. So what are the three of us doing next week? What, what? Really? Yeah. I, I just went and bought uh, uh, that Sackboy platformer because it was on sale at EB Games. So I'll maybe check that out. I've also got Dragon's Dogma to still go through. Uh, That's not the correct answer, Seth. Both. You have Sunbreak, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. I was stalling for time. <laughs> Uh, Patrick will obviously be playing Once Thunder by the sounds of it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Very much. I will be playing Monster Hunter, and for anyone who is uh, sadistic like me, uh, I will be suffering through another Tarkov wipe. So, yeah. Cool. Well, this has been episode 30. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by the full gang. Really understated moment. Uh, pretty good milestone, too. 30 episodes. Pretty crazy. But The Triple X uh, episode. So- <laughs> Don't look up FTL Triple X. <laughs> What a strange yeah, I, thing I think, to say. I, I, I think you've done a, I think you've shilled enough distressing content for one episode. Let's just. I reckon. We're, we're, we're probably good. But anyway, uh, from us here at Buster Lounge, uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Uh, happy birthday to the Globe Theatre burning down. Unlucky. Oh. Thanks, me. Unlucky. Wow. Is that actually today? <laughs> yeah, it's actually today. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, what, a, what a cheerful end note. See you guys. Fuck Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's staying in. <laughs> <laughs>